This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. My name is Dales Burner and alongside me it's Matt Bungard's Burner and Mitch Doyle's Burner. How Listen, are mate, you everyone? Drop off with these accusations. Alrighty, sorry. I don't like this start. It's, t- it's time to drop. <laughs> they got enough time in the, got enough time in the sun for that loser, mate. Oh. Well, <laughs> you know, we've got, it, we've got to increase his ratings. We're going to get about 4 million questions about it later too. So. Uh, On our <laughs> national podcast. <laughs> International, thank Sorry, you. Sorry, it's true. Uh, uh, good, good news this week. We uh, outrated Rove. So, uh, <laughs> good work, everyone. Um, we did. Thanks for sticking around. Yep. Alrighty, onto the footy mm. in the week that God forgot. Uh, North Queensland fifteen, Canterbury Bankstown eight. Upper Townsville Stadium on Thursday night. Yeah, RIP Canterbury's yeah. finals dreams. August twenty nineteen to August twenty nineteen. It's been it's it's really the saddest story of the week. They say That's that the flame that burns brightest fades twice as fast. Do they? Uh, I don't know. Is that even the saying? Is it doesn't f- matter. Is that the point is. The point is, yeah, the, their very, very long shot odds of making the finals, which we entertained for several weeks, are now extinguished, yes, unfortunately. which is a tragedy in itself. Uh, but look, to be honest, these this is kind of what we expected. I think we both, I think we all said that going up to Townsville was going to be a bit of a test for them. And, you know, when you play like potatoes, you, you get mashed. So let this be a lesson to you all. Um, North Queensland, though, uh, they're, they're, okay, they're also out of the finals. So, wow. Alrighty, moving on. Do we have anything else to add about this game? No, I think we're at the point now where we can just sort of skip the games that don't mean anything. So, oh, so we're just gonna skip like all the games this week? Yeah, then. I was gonna no, say. Well, there's like know. two that meant something. Um, no, there's not. I'm looking through all the rest. They all had some sort of implication on things. Uh, anything to check off from the first game? No, Bulldogs can be proud, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's honestly, good, good on them for not just giving up six weeks ago like the Titans did. Like, yeah. Credit to them, and they're. I mean, they might. Uh, it looks like they're gonna finish in the bottom four because they lost this game. But um, yeah, they they nearly got out of it, and they're fin- gonna finish with more I than mean, they've got nine wins. They can I was be gonna say nine wins. Is, well, nine wins, considering where they were a couple of months ago, is very impressive. That is Good that, on them. Is that not more wins than the Knights have had in the last three seasons? No, um, Knight, the Knights nine or ten last year. Uh, Don't it, that, just let let him make the joke. Yeah, let me make, make it. Come on, Mitchell. I know he's making a joke. Oh, it's all right. Anyway, the jokes are supposed to be funny. But oh, wow. if Dale's jokes were funny. <laughs> That they usually are. <laughs> Thanks. That's very, very kind of you. Yep. Uh, moving on. New Zealand Warriors 10, South Sydney 31. Yep. Over the ditch. So this didn't mean anything either, so let's move well, along. Well, it did, because well. it, it consolidated a spot in the top four for South, and so now they would have to have a couple of results very much go against them uh, to not finish in the top four, which is obviously hugely important. I think only twice ever has a top team in the, outside the top four won the grand final. Is that right? I don't know. I think... I think Campo said that the other day. I'll trust him. Whatever. doesn't matter. Um, weirdly, boys, I was at a pub uh, before a wrestling show in Moore Park mm. watching this game. Mm. And who else was there? Tom Burgess. Was he clothed? Yeah. Oh, You're thinking you. of George Burgess. Oh, they all look But either way, why was Tom Burgess there? I don't know. But Might have had a good lobster roll. Oh, wait, it was in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, I so, guess yeah. I, I understand injured players don't fly fly over for things, and that makes sense. But still, yeah. still a bit weird that he was just like in the pub watching with, with the fellas. That yes, is, that is. What did you expect, Tom Burgess, to be at home analysing things and breaking <laughs> the game down? Like, what did you expect, he's, from Tom he's slowing, slowing things down to play, play them on slow on KO and send yeah. screenshots to the boss. Yep. Um, the Wayne, Jones- I've just spotted uh, their, their left centre keeps coming in a long way. You might want to yep. get on that. <laughs> Imagine if he was secretly a very analytical and sharp. Yeah, no, let's not entertain this. Cam Murray was no. awesome again. Let's not entertain that. God, he's good. He's so bloody good. He's very good. 
What, uh, You've what the nice words, Bungard. I've, I've always said that. <laughs> what nice things you would you two like to say about Cam Murray? Uh, he, he's a good rugby league player, good finisher, um, put it that way. But also, I mean, he did come up against a team that, you know, as we said, the season's over. But um, New Zealand tend to play a lot better at home than they do away. But also, the Bunnies are, you know, not necessarily in a purple patch, but they... You know, just brushed them aside. I mean, they, they, I mean, people were getting the, you know, the ringing the alarm bells well and truly for South two weeks ago, but that's back to back wins now. And people are idiots, Bunga. They voted for the Nazis. They, and they, <laughs> that's true. You can't <laughs> they trust did. people. <laughs> can't trust He's people. right. Yeah, um, I thought they were pretty sharp in this game. Obviously, nice to see Alex Johnston back and scoring again. Was it? Um, yes, of course. I love Alex Johnston. Okay. I've been on the record with that many, many times. You have. Um, even Gagai scored. I mean, um, that's, never, that's, a good, it, that's never a good sign. Even Gagai scored. Even Gagai it? scored. Yeah, and um, Reynolds perfect with the boot, which we haven't seen that much of this year, so that was that was nice. And I then think that the takes his kicking percentage to um, to 42% oh, for good. the season. Yeah, which is still still above his end masters, probably. <laughs> so Gagai's nine tries in a year is his most tries in a season ever. That's terrible for a parent, like a rep quality player. It's not great. Um, but it's good he's at, like, at least doing that now because yeah. He, yeah, he couldn't even... Like, at least he's, the tries he scored a lot in this year have been like, actually supporting, but last year he couldn't even like fall over the line if, when it was open. Yeah, no, that's sake, true. So. Um, I was expecting that when the team was named, I was expecting them to just do the shuffle and put Johnson at fullback, Dewey in the centres and Graham on the wing. And that they the, they changed positions around in defence a couple of times, but for the most part, Johnson stayed on that wing, which I thought was a bit strange. I think Dewey had a... He's coming of his own at fullback. He had another decentish game. And I guess it's one of those things they might think it's better off having Johnson on the wing, Dewey at fullback, than the alternative when everyone's fully fit and shuffling all around, which is like, do you have, you know, Roberts and Gagai in the centres? And then what? The wings are uh, Dewey and, and um, Graham then? Or is it. Well, I mean, doing Corey Allen. Well, I would great, hope like, that we well, wouldn't really play on the wing. I'm saying, well, you know? we're, that's true. Like a bet I, of one to five is like Dewey, Johnston, Roberts, Gagai, and Graham. Then mm. having Corey Allen in there. Well, mm. I mean, I'm hoping Braden Burns is back for the finals. And yeah. In, in which case, perhaps Graham isn't even in the team, which is crazy because I'm. Well, not that crazy. He had a pretty lean middle part of the year. Um, I if I, if I'm picking the team, and obviously I'm uh, interested here for Souths, but like I think that Dewey just he fits a lot better at fullback purely because he doesn't necessarily have to be a pure finisher as a winger, but he reads the game a lot better from the middle of the park, and that's I guess because he started out as like a replace like a fourteen, right? So he's used to kind of running through the middle as opposed to only played played in the centres for a little and, bit as well yeah. Yeah. six as well a bit in the halves I mean, which is his, that was his position in juniors no. I, don't, I don't think either him or Johnson are particularly good fullbacks and I do think like I wouldn't be surprised if Johnson's back at fullback in a week or two maybe I don't yeah. know but uh, I don't mind Dewey being there over Johnson as yeah. you know Johnson's a good finisher on the wing and, and yeah, he's he's a bit of an improvement on the wing as opposed to who's been playing out there for South most of this year. Campbell Graham hasn't had a fantastic year. No. He had a decent game in this one, but he hasn't had a great year for what you'd expected with his reputation. And Corey Allen just is just lazy. He's just so lazy. Mm. Like, that's uh, that's the never good. levels are lazy without any of the upside. Ah, uh, that's not what you want. It's not. Um, and John Sutton's continued his excellent last few weeks of the season. I thought he was very very good again. Jaden sort of sucks. <laughs> Like, he really does. Like, he's one of those guys. Like I said this at the Broncos, too, in a state now. Like, how has this guy got a reputation? It's been, like, four years. He's done nothing. What would you What would you define his reputation as? Just, be, like, like, strong man? People T- were pumped guy? again when he went to South. Like, and, oh, the Broncos have lost this one or whatever. It's like, 
He's just not good. Mm. And he might again he might turn out to be good, but generally it doesn't take four years of opportunity to, to become a good first grade footballer. You don't you don't get that opportunity generally, but yeah. he just just hasn't done anything in first grade well, football. I mean, he's he's being, had like two decent games for the Broncos and that was it last year. He's being outperformed by, you know, John Sutton and Ethan Lowe at this point. Um like for a back rower, he has thirty-seven games and he's crossed the line once. That's not great. For an apparently hard-hitting, hard-running back rower. Yeah. Does this remind you of the discussion that we had, I think earlier in this season and potentially the end of last season when we were talking about people at the Broncos sad that Alex Alex Glenn was potentially going? Well, he's he's in here resigned too, but but they were like, oh well, you know, we don't. Want, he's got a lot of experience and he's played a lot of games. It's like, yeah. Well, and Sewer was. Broncos' first choice back row around one this year. True. How far he's formed. That's it. I don't cool. understand where this guy's reputation comes from. He must like just put hits on at training or something because coaches seem to keep rating him. And there's always chat. Every off-season team, his fellow teammates really talk about, oh, you know, he's the next Sammy Bill and all that bullshit. He's just not great. He's gone up the ladder and somehow he's performing worse. Yeah, but failing the, upwards. The mm. best, the best signs for South again is that Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds had decent in this game. So those, yep. those are the best things, I think. And then... You know, you're getting some fitness back across the park. John Sutton's getting interested. And, you know, we said on here a few weeks ago, at least I did, like, teams are riding south off way too early. Like, I agree with that. Round 20 generally doesn't actually mean shit to when you're in the finals. You know, so often we see teams... And it, we saw the, the Roosters won the comp last year and they kind of limped their way towards the end of the year. But, yeah, south are now starting to warm up and they probably the Broncos played in the favour for them last week, firing them up. They looked a little better here. The Warriors aren't strong opposition, but as you said, they needed a bit of a for and against boost. They got it on this instance. They're now thirty odd points ahead of man this four and against. So the situation in the Mister Top Four is they have to lose to the Roosters, which is possible. Yeah, but but also they have to lose by enough and Eels win by enough that there's a thirty odd point swing. Yeah, so they it, let's say they against. lose by twelve. Manly would then need to go and win by like twenty or something. So yeah, should so be okay. Yeah, so it's it's just been um, it's. It was yeah. a good result for South to rack those points up when, you know, it seemingly doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. And all if Reynolds kicking a yeah. field goal didn't matter as well. Good to get a What if we end up making top four by one season. point, Mitchell? What do you mean, why? No, mean? what if we end up making the top four by one oh, point? Well, I'm, all, I'm all here for it. I'm yeah, here for the that'd, be, that'd be amazing. <laughs> then I'll have, have a meaning to the meaningless field goal. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, alrighty, moving on to a not meaningless field goal. Uh, Broncos 17, Parramatta 16 at Lang Park in front of 1,688,000 people. Uh, field goals are good. Um, Jermaine Osako, good at kicking them. Yeah, Brisbane made this a lot harder than it should have been. I mean, they made it very hard. They did. Like, I know they won, but bloody hell. Like, they did their best to snatch a defeat from the jaws of victory. I um, mean, you had Darius Boyd score. Like, are you not trying to make things easy for yourself? I mean, so in this game, we were at the pub while I was watching this with Campo, and in the first set of the game... Darius Boyd took two dummy half runs. Jesus. And Campo says he did that on purpose because he wants to avoid ever having run one again. <laughs> anyway, the rest of the entire game, right. his only other run was that time he made that massive line break, but ran the ball three times. And the bar of expectation for him has been set so low. It's subterranean at this stage. That he was now getting praise for the game he had in this game. That was, yeah. And on, oh, the, on like the post-match on nine. He didn't do anything. They were like, oh, you know, how did it feel to have such a good performance? I'm like, he, he took like... Two and a half runs. Yeah, and he did score a try, but he he, he support he chased a kick and put it down. It's like, mate, it's not a superstar's try. Like, yeah, let's, he got, you know, let's relax. Yeah, buckets of praise for just doing nothing. But that's it. When the expectation for you is set so low, anytime this guy does anything, it's like, oh, he's showing them haters. It's like, well, guys, you're, you you saying that you're, you've been part of the hate? Yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, this is the what third result the Broncos have now got scoring less tries than the opposition, which is people have been talking about. 
the Sharks' fortunes and how unfortunately they are to, you know, have scored more tries on four occasions and lost all those games, which is the equal most of all time, by the way, in one season. But the Broncos have now grabbed two wins, which is against the Sharks and this game, from scoring less tries and a draw from it. And people are looking at that ladder that the Sharks should be third if, you know, kicking 100%. The Broncos are 13th, I think, kicking 100%. Ouch. So it just falls in with how lucky this team has been this year because, again, they didn't actually play that well as a unit in this game. But, you know, Fafita came up with a big moment in the end of the game. Haas was played 82 minutes and was exceptional in the middle. It's, again, it's just good individuals carrying an average team. Mm. There is effort in this team now. There wasn't there early in the season. The defense is much better. But still, when they have the ball, your guess is as good as mine is, like, what their plan is. Yeah. But you're in the finals. Look at that. Well, yeah, it's so weird. It is. It's I so weird they're a finals team. And it's like, I, I, look, and I look at it, it's like, we're at a good chance of, like, traveling... To play Manly in round without one of the finals at, no, at night without Tommy Turbo, we might beat them. That's mm. weird, but yeah, that's, pa- tr- that's troubling. It's weird, like how bad. Like this is how weird this year rugby league is. I mean, that bad, but good to see Osako bang that field goal and, and and you know see his confidence back. That first field goal. I mean, I thought it was over because you know half the Broncos are celebrating and Gutherson was standing under the posts, and then it obviously hit the upright from forty odd out. Mm. And we got that beastly run from Dave What Fafita. a run. Unbelievable. What, he broke 15 tackles in this game after breaking 17 tackles last week. That's, that's a lot of tackles. Um, that's unbelievable. He's only started 12 games in the back row, and he's broken 75 tackles in 12 games. He's broken the most tackles of any back row in the comp. And then if you add in now playing off the bench, he's broken the most tackles of any forward in the comp. He's broken 92. Payne has broken 91. And there's your two-man team for Brisbane. Are you like, suggesting that they may not regret losing uh, Jaden Sewer to keep David Fafita? Yeah. May, or maybe... Probably should have like started this guy a little earlier. Maybe. Probably should have like waited until everyone got injured and you had to start him. <laughs> like maybe should have realized what you had there because he was at one point he was playing more minutes in Origin. He was playing for the Broncos and that was a bit of a bit of a disgrace. But it's a, it's one of those things. It's a bit of a double edged sword for Brisbane and that the way he's playing at the moment, it big end of the season with his contract. You know, negotiations open November first. Every single performance is going is costing him like fifty grand. You know, and I'm I'm pretty confident he stays at Brisbane. You know, it's. Yep. No one talks this often if they're leaving, in my opinion, but yeah. And yeah, Parramatta locked into sixth, so good uh, on them. You have to say, though, I mean, I thought that they were, like, I thought they were okay. Well, they... they Actually, sorry, they, if they beat Manly by 12 or more, they'll overtake them, so yeah, they could well, finish fifth. But okay, it, fine, locked into a home semi week one. They did okay in this game, and they did try some different things, chasing the game and, like, as the game rolled on. They did offload a lot, mm. so they weren't doing that when they were chasing against the Bulldogs, for example. And they, they were offloading a lot and got their way back in, but they still, like... You can't back them to score points. You just can't, like you just can't like their offense is terrible. The last try they scored in this game is pretty weak from Brisbane, but Kane, uh, Kane Evans hit up under the post and just put the ball down. But they had the ball and field territory for most of the second half and only came away with twelve points from it. And well, sorry, ten points from it. Just not that impressive. And it feels like like again, if I'm Brisbane and I, and I do support Brisbane, like you're not afraid of playing Parramatta around one of the finals, nor are you afraid of playing Manly about Tommy Turbo. Like, Parramatta feel like, to me, a team that's straight out of the finals. At least, as as you were saying though, Matt, like, Parramatta getting a home final in the first week is, as we know, at, at the new Parramatta Stadium, is a huge, it is huge up. Oh, it's great for them. Yeah, it'll be a huge upside. But uh, yeah, but this team again, Mike Mike Acevo is incredible. He gets more confident every week. and he- He's like scary good. Like, I know that we talked about how good Semi was, but... Like uh, and obviously, there's never going to be another semi no, yeah. as as short as his NRL career was. But like, man, he is something to see. Like, I would love to go and see him play in the flesh 
in the fr- first few rows. He's improving every week, which yeah. is a good thing to see with his confidence growing. And yeah, he's now getting that point now that anytime he touches the ball, down even at his end of the field, it's you think there might be something here. Yep. And as you said, he's not semi, and not many players will ever be semi. But that was when semi really hit his, his peak the second year in NRL. That's when he had that feeling as well that you know a hit-up could turn into anything. And he did that in this game a couple of times. He broke the first tackle or similar, and Brisbane got there on, on cover defense, but... But yeah, he just has that special feeling about him. But they do feel like they're a team missing one or two ingredients from, from really doing anything in the finals. Mm. It, uh, yeah, it does seem that way. Uh, alrighty, on to another team missing the finals. Mm-hmm. Newcastle 38, the Gold Coast 4 at Hunter Stadium. Yeah, no Sam Stone revenge game. Ah, uh, so, that is a sad... Um, smallest crowd uh, for the Knights in more than 20 I years. I mean, it was pathetic conditions playing the Titans. But yeah, still, fans obviously not happy with the situation up there. That's fair enough. Feet, I wouldn't go and in sit drugs. in the rain for them either. No, I think it was just the, uh, I think it's mainly the weather. Yeah. No, but Knights fans always turn up though. Like It, it is still remarkable. That, I mean, it was under 10,000, right? Which yeah, it was, never it was happens up there. 8,274. Um... Hamill Hunt's try was possibly the most remarkable passage of play I've ever seen. The ball went like 180 metres in I one would, play. I would not have a problem with that being like, tried. Genuinely, the Titans, the Titans nearly scored a try from in their own half. And then he's just intercept, back the other way. Um, and they were all shattered. It was very good. Oh my God, it was good. funny. Um, and I felt vindicated watching this piece of shit game just by seeing that moment live. I was very happy with myself for that. Um, English outside backs, just... Just send them all into the miss ocean. me with it's, this. It's not even that. Like for me, it's like uh, we discussed this on the day. It's like can teams stop bringing English outside backs here at like twenty eight or over with no training whatsoever and just thinking we'll throw them in first grade and they'll perform. Like it happened to yeah. Zach Hardacre a year or two ago and he was under underweight and not up to the physicality of it. it happened to Callum Watkins here who's afraid of tackling with his shoulders as we saw, and then obviously Ryan Hall did did do his ACL and obviously that he came here. Again, over the age of 30 or so. And I'm not saying backs can't be good beyond the age of 28 in the NRL. You can still be good. Like, you know, Josh Morris is still good. You know, Jared Croker's that age, still good. But you're not at your physical prime anymore. Mm. And if you're coming here on the downturn as an English back who hasn't tested it, you just it, the likelihood of you succeeding is so low. It just like, is. Think of, think, of the best, think of the best English players who were backs who have played in the NRL. And the answer is Gareth Widow. Right, but he came yeah. here at like what sixteen? Yeah, he was here young, and like yeah, and then Brian Carney's not even, not not English; he's British, but he played yeah. on the wing, and he yeah. came old, old enough. But that's just the one decent example. But it's like there's a thing in the NFL though, the age apex of like when running backs and wide receivers generally peak, and it's you know proven through the numbers they produce and whatever, and done by better smarter people than me. But like a running back is like twenty four or so, and a wide receiver is about twenty six or so, and it's generally to do the mix of like physical gifts, understanding of the game, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And the downturn slides after that. So if you're coming here without a preseason, past your physical prime, and getting thrown to the top level of the game as a Callum Watkins or similar, your chances of succeeding in the back end of that year are fucking minuscule. And, and the deck's being set against you. Like, I mean, Watkins, Watkins coming back here post ACL. He wasn't good this year before he left Leeds. Like he, he, as you say, coming through here with a, with less with with no preseason, coming yeah. straight off the back of an injury, being thrown into a team that is dog shit. Yeah. Like, what do we expect is going to happen? And I can't blame him for being out there trying, and I can't blame them for playing him because really they don't have a lot of options. But like, this is what happens. Like, this is what you can expect. Yeah, and this what signings is one of those things is what's wrong with the Titans. Just like when we had the stories about when they forced Jared Hayne onto Neil Henry. This is a situation that, the, and I know Brennan's gone now, but this was a player that the coaching staff didn't want. Yeah. 
and I know recruitment retention has a job of finding the players, but generally the coach the coach has the last say. Yes or no? Do I want that player? They didn't want this. They didn't want this player. That previous regime and still most of the regimes there by Brennan, and they got forced on them. And it's like, mate, that's a football decision. You shouldn't be making those decisions. Like mm. just because an agent called you and said, "Hey, I've got this great bang, crash bang outside back." Same and again. It's the same club that hired Garth Brennan because Matt, Matty Johns ran into the chairman. Like that's just sort of how you run a football club. And yeah, he looks like he, you know, if his form keeps up, he's been dropped this week, but. Again, one of the worst signings you could possibly have, again, it looks like. like. I mean, it would make, again, as I said, like, I mean, if you're going to bring players out here, I think that you've got to be got to be willing to put two and three years into them. Like, you've got to be able to get someone who you think is going to be special. You get them out at 18, 19, 20, bring them over, play Q Cup or play New South Wales Cup and actually invest some time into them. And I'm not saying that Widdop is the perfect example, but he did come over here as a schoolboy and play all the way through, like in in a system, and grew into the league because obviously the the level is much higher. But as I said, I mean, if you're going to take the risk, you have to be willing to make it a two and three year commitment. Yeah, and and I think you know you you raise that like Herbie Farmworth is British. Just because you're British doesn't mean you can't be a good back, and he yeah. looks like a good prospect at Brisbane. But there's the whole timing of the whole thing. And I think Bunga mentioned this yesterday. Joe Burgess might be the best English back <laughs> of the last twenty years. He might be. Like not, we're not saying obviously we're not including Brian Carney. Joe Burgess might be the best one. That's you know, and he was here young and he improved in that time. But yeah, the the and Callum Watkins' effort in this, we probably should have given a drop it like it's Hunt. But two on two of the tries. Yeah, the other reason they didn't is because it didn't cost them anything. Like, yeah, they, they just suck. Well, they were bad on effort, defense, effort in all this game. But yeah. the, fir- the effort on Hommel Hunt was embarrassing, and also the effort on Bradman Best. Was pretty much the yeah, same that, thing. That we tried to grab really his bad. hand. Yeah, that wasn't Piercy great. Piercy went through a, like an eight meter gap as well for the <laughs> yeah. first or second try. Read on that was horrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. It must frustrate you so much as the Knights. I mean, that's that's three teams they've played at um, the the three only three wins they've had since that massive winning streak have all come uh, at home against teams not from not from New South Wales, uh, and that's yeah. it. Um, and and yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they smashed a very disinterested Titans team. I mean, they were still technically alive on the finals until the Tigers won on Sunday afternoon. They looked they looked pretty good here, but you know, if you're a fan, you just must be pissed off that these performances have been so few yeah. and far between in the second and, half. And uh, Christian Wolf, 100% coaching record. Good thing. should have punted Brownie earlier. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, Craig Hodges slash Luke Burt, but Hodges himself moves on to, what, I think, 10 losses in a row at the start of his career. Not, it's not great, is it? Not great. So they don't look like they're going to win anytime soon. And honestly, like, he is putting up the worst possible like you know what? not a resume what are you doing like your portfolio when you, if you're a graphic designer you, you put your work on a piece of paper and take it in somewhere yep maybe mate probably don't show this portfolio if yeah, you're okay. uh, <laughs> this is one to leave on but this is, look, look I played two backs on the bench again and it didn't work and, this uh, is the most Tim, Tim Sheen's retention guy that Newcastle have won since Wayne left so good yeah, on them progress oh, there, you go. there you go but it's um, congratulations yeah don't don't be taking this to your next job interview Hodger <laughs> Alrighty, speaking of people who will probably need a job interview, Manly Warringah 6, Melbourne 36. Who are you, who are you referring to? Uh, all of Manly, because they of were Manly. Probably that guy who went to jail. But um, <laughs> Christian Nicolucci. Mate, can we need to, <laughs> need to address how funny this is? It's My great. colleague, Christian Nicolucci, wrote the story about the fan getting arrested. And then the fan is photographed and he looks exactly like Christian Nicolucci. <laughs> yeah. To the point where I noticed it and sent it to you because like, oh, this is funny. But then like Brown Cardigan, which is a pretty popular like sort of meme page in Australia, mm. noticed it on their own accord and like tweeted it out to their large audience. Yeah. It's, and it, it's so funny. It was a perfect pose to look exactly like him. Same hair. Everything. Yeah, and Same a few of the other photos I saw of this guy didn't look like him, yeah. but that one specific photo that they used on the story did. So shout out to the editors as well. Um... Yeah, it was funny. I watched this game with our friend Eddie and I said to him before the game, I was like, for South to make the top four, I mean, I'd love it if the Storm could win by like 
30, not thinking it was really possible. And then it happened. Mm. Exactly 30. And it, honestly, that scoreline might have flattered Manly. Like the Fox dropped one over the line. They bombed a couple of other chances. But um, this was as dominant a performance as I've seen from Melbourne in a year that's been full of dominant performances. Like it was just them rolling out the carpet... Mate, doing the job, rolling it back they up, were, they, leaving they town. They were ridiculous. Yeah, um, like that. Just no mercy, as you say. They made a few mistakes, uh, you know, in the red zone, but like, yeah, that did not matter. I mean, this game was pretty much over as a contest after the first twenty minutes or so. The only real interesting thing that happened after that was was the little bit of handbags towards the end mm. um, when Will Chambers got sinbinned, obviously. Mm. Um, but yeah, I. I Man, could not have really got any worse for Manly. You lose, you lose Tommy Turbo for the season, and you get smashed by your arch rivals, and in the process, probably throw away your chances at finishing in the top four, which, as we know, is so extremely important to uh, winning a grand final. And on top of that, I mean, the only thing that could have gone worse for them is if they'd actually lost this game from Brookvale for the finals, which was threatened earlier in the week, but they've since said no, they can still have the game at Brookvale. Well, but, that is a crying shame. Yeah, um, Justin Olem. Outstanding. Is he the new king of Papua New Guinea? I'm happy to take it away from uh, David Mead. David Mead. King of Port Moresby. King we, of Port we, we Moresby. Apologies. The, the, have you seen any photos, you know, they're on the internet, as, as photos live. Oh, wow. But Papua New Guinea's like, rugby, uh, like Facebook page and stuff. Look it up. Their um, rugby league Facebook page. It is like a whole town sitting around one TV watching Justin Olam. It's the best. How good. It, it is. But, um, he, he was fantastic. And I hate the term X Factor, but Josh Adekar ca- called him their X Factor. But he's like, you know... In the finals one, but that's it. He's an unknown. But every time he gets the ball at the moment, he's in that patch of form with co- and confidence, and also the fact that there's not enough tape on him for other pl- t- players. That things are happening. Mm. Every time he gets the ball in the attack, things are happening. But as yet for Manly, this this game it ended their season. Like the most optimistic Manly fan will not will not back them in without Tommy Turbo from here. Yeah, it just did. It ended their season. You know, Elliot will do a fine job at fullback. This will be a competitive team, but it's not the same team without Tommy Turbo pushing to the middle, let alone his playmaking out wide, his work in defence. You know, the way he can score points when they just put a bomb up and he and he can chase through it and, and win a one-on-one contest with a, with a winger or a fullback. Like, it's a massive loss for them, especially with big games coming. And, you know, it's for, for, for Manly, it's unfortunate. But this is, you know, what happens coming into the, the, the finals is that Again, two, three weeks ago, you think Manly contenders probably might win the comp, see how they're done, and two, three weeks later, a few few things go either way, and we, and we flip this way, and the Storm are looking back in form as well, and they're playing that spine that fans have been calling out for, like Pappenhausen looking great, Hughes is fine at seven, Munster's still good at six, like, you know, it's it's starting to really warm up with the finals coming. Call, this- call, me, call me a tinfoil hat guy, but I, I have a feeling that Craig Bellamy knew this was the lineup all along, and just didn't play it because he wanted he didn't want other teams to know what it would be like, and he's playing it with enough. Oh, I'm all in on this theory with enough <laughs> games into the into the season. So what he's played it for two line he's played it for two games in a row. There's one more game to go. Three seasons is enough to sort out a combination in his mind. He plays it to three games before the finals. He, he plays it through the purpose. finals. Yeah. they win the comp. There might be guys that are faster than Ryan Pappenhausen, but I'm not sure anyone looks faster. Yeah, he yeah, just, it's the combination of power and speed and everything seems to be there, and he has that. Speed through direction, changing direction as well. But yeah, he man, he's got an incredible work rate for 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 the size he is as well. Like the and his willingness to run into contact again, twenty seven runs in this game is great. 
and, he, ha- and having know, that player as a fullback who's willing to do the dirty work and yeah. make the suicide runs out of their own He's end great. is huge. He got smashed by George Tafil, not the not the only one. Munster got murdered by George Tafil. Yeah, amazing game. hit. Yeah. But he also got smashed. And he just gets straight back up, and it's so different to what you've seen. Like people want to compare him and Matt Dufty, but it's like not even in the same no. world. He yeah, actually, you mentioned that because pa- I, I, I was watching him really closely. Um, he got folded five or six times in this game. And he doesn't and care. he just got back up he every scre- time. He runs screaming into contact. Speed is power. And Matt Duffy was the kind of guy who when he got to contact, he just stopped. He got picked up. Yeah, Whereas well, Pappenhausen just powers through. It has a lot to do with the, the Matt Duffy. Matt Duffy has a lot less mass and thus has a lot yeah. less force. I mean, that's fairly yeah. simple physics. I mean, they're pretty similar though. He's a, a, Pappenhausen's only listed at 80 kilos. He probably weighs less too. And I think Dufty's listed at 80 or 82 or something. Mm. Mm. Most of that is his head. That's it. Uh, but yeah, the Storm and they look like they're finding their form. You know, as you said, that was kind of over really early. and uh, But they are finding, you know, getting good good form from Bandit Smith on the bench. And Max King's looking okay. You know, good pick up from, from, down, uh, from the Titans. But how about Kenny Bromwich, though? Oh, my God. Is he not on his way to like 700K from the Warriors when they miss out on Dave Fafita? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. are they not doing that? Like, that's just feel that's a thing that's happening. He's now, now the latest storm back row to look like a sensation, but his ball playing just has not been there in the past. Like I was going to say, right where now. has this come from? He's gone from being like a, a bench middle uh, to like one of the best edges in yeah, the Yeah, and he's had a couple of times to give an opportunity to him to, to earn that position on the start on the edge and that he couldn't grab it with, with, with both hands. But this year, he's gone in there and he's been sensational from the start of the season. And yeah, someone's surely going to overpay him. And yeah, but yeah, unfortunate for Manly, but you know, maybe they can do, do uh, something. I mean, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, obviously, they get a week to sort of work things out. I guess that game against Parramatta is probably not going to mean a whole lot. Um, with, which I guess is fortunate in a lot of ways for them, but things seem very dire now without Tommy T. Yeah. Uh, alrighty, moving along. Eastern Suburbs 22, Penrith 6 mm. at the cricket ground. Um, a palindromic crowd, 11,311. So that's fun. Um, Thank you. Oh, look, I'm, I'm here. No, I do, that's I'm here the most it. interesting aspect of this game. Uh, alrighty. Yeah, this game was not great. Uh, although, uh, Latrell Mitchell did try for about 12 minutes, so that was, that was nice. Um, I... I'm not going to say that I thought that a boil over was about to happen, but I was excited, more excited for this game after Bill Kickout scored on. in the first three minutes. Riley Jack scored after three minutes for the Titans, Dale. Doesn't, doesn't well, mean it's shit. Ju- it is a shame that they, neither team could hot onto all of them. No, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, mercifully, Pender's season is now over. Thank God. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, kick, kick, and Kickout looked pretty good. Rest of the team, not so much. Um, I don't another know what to good, analyze another good run out for, if you if you could have put, if you could have predicted a scoreline or a result beforehand it would have been something like this. I would have predicted more I thought probably a bit maybe 40. a bit more yeah but yeah. like this sort of like 30 to 10 kind of range they they kind of I don't know, you know they, they Angus did had another to, nice game yeah looks like he's kind of sort of finding his place in that team a little bit more um take on uh, Verrills decent good, good enough I think he's pretty good yeah. I was going to make that comment that I think that the biggest change should them without Jake Friend and how they've been playing it the last five or six weeks has been Sam, Sam Verrills. I mean, the service of Victor Radley when he plays nine isn't good enough, if you ask me. Mm. And, and, you know, Sam Verrills again played 80 minutes in this game, some good crisp service, you know, scored a try, set another one up. He, he just looks like a handy number nine. And he can pass both ways. Pass both ways. Yeah. Like they, they're a better team when he's on the field as opposed to, you know, Radley playing nine. And for them to challenge this year, you know, I think he's been a big addition. I don't know how fit or when Friends back properly for the finals. 
But at the moment, the way Verrills is playing, they're probably not panicking about Roosters that. Roosters fans don't rate Friend anyway, so that's fine. They always change their mind on that. <laughs> I know. What's, um, what's the story with Friend now? Was it, was it that he had a fracture of the place where the plate was in his arm? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of the damage. Uh, and then I also thought Angus Crichton had another, what, there's like three or four good games in a row starting mm-hmm. for, for the Roosters, and he's, he's been benched again this week. I don't know why, but maybe he will start. Who knows? They seem to change their lineup every week. But he had another good game on that, on that left edge. And yes, while the Panthers were valiant, you just never thought... No. That they can't you, score points. You know I mean? Like, can't. I know they got six in this one, but like, every time <laughs> they get... <laughs> the pass so low every time they get into the red zone, it's like, cool, just why don't you just give them the ball? Mm. Like, yeah. you know, it's only fun when they're getting At what point on. do they just give the ball to Bill Kikau on every single hit up? Well, they try in the red zone. <laughs> no, but even after he's been tackled, just like... Someone Play runs strap. in a circle, waits for Bill Kickout to get up and run behind them, and then they just give it to him again. Well, they've been hurt by his fitness this year too. When you yeah. when you rely on one man so much, you know, they the, definitely missed him, and he went off in this game again. But yeah, what did they scored last few weeks? Six, 10, 12. And then they scored 26, and then eight points. Like, it's not good. It's yeah, not that's great. an average of like it's not 14. Good. It's just, and it, it is funny. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to pull the Tigers fan and swing my dick about the Tigers finishing above Penrith, but. You know, from where Penrith were this time last year to now, mm. and considering the years and years of rebuild and building, whatever, and they're going to finish, you know, well, I mean, 11th with 10 wins. Or they, the only teams they've outscored are the Dogs and the Titans. It's not pretty. And, the, uh, and they've only outscored the Titans by five points. And the Titans so. haven't been trying to score points for about 20 weeks. That is true. Yeah, and that's, yeah, I think Cleary's gone. had like a bottom two offense for the last, since the Warriors pretty much, you know, since yeah, the early Warriors just, days, yeah, so... Well. They need to look at some someone and assist on a similar they can bring in to shake that up. But, you know, Maloney's now gone. And I think they're... It's Get David Ferner in there. Yeah, well, he's Why getting not? offered like 100 jobs, I think. Ah. Um, you know, it's probably his time to split for Maloney and Cleary. They're better, with you know, without each other, they seem to be. So, you know, the interesting future for them. But how many times have we heard that about Penrith? I mean, I'm very excited for James Maloney's upcoming Man of Steel campaign yep. in whatever team he's going to. And is, it the, is it the French one? He's going to Catalan. Okay, yeah. cool. It just feels too easy for the Roosters at the moment too. I know I've all, I said I wasn't going to go back to back most of the year, but like it's just for a team that again this game were missing Boyd Corner and Jake Friend, like they just crow. I've never Cooper felt Cron- more strongly of a grand final being the same two teams from the year before than I do right now. Mm. Yeah. So Shout out to Daniel Tubo, Tubo, by the way. His form's been exceptional. All yeah, he's great. great. Another, another player who loves the suicide runs. Made uh, about 600 metres and zero tackles. You love, you, <laughs> you love that if you're a winger. Uh, all righty. Cronulla Sutherland, 14. Canberra, 15. At the land that God forgot. Uh, how good are field goals? Um, yeah, I was there. Great game. Um, awesome, awesome atmosphere. And until... awesome result. Well, look, like, I, I don't... I didn't really... I didn't have a dog in this fight. Just say but Awesome result. When... When Caesar kicked the field goal, it was very funny. The only way the game could have did ended... You, did, you, in, did you fire up in, the curb theme on your phone? I, <laughs> trying to push the only the way play. this could have been more funny is in the last 10 seconds of regular time, Paul Gallen dropped the ball, if you oh, remember. Did, yes. And Josh Hodgson snapped the field goal from yes. 45 oh. metres, and it fell well short. Hodgson's two field goal attempts, disgraceful. They were yeah, both absolutely disgusting. Um, but if that Hodgson would have gone over, I think that would have been about the funniest thing that's ever happened in rugby league. Yep. The, the, I think the weird thing about this game is that, like, Canberra did kind of try and not kick a field goal. Forgive me, they they may kick three field goals, but a couple of sets in a row, they're just like, well, too cute. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and didn't well, I thought it was Caesar. weird that White and Grubbard in behind. I mean, they forced a dropout and they won the game off it, but I mean, I did think that was strange. And also, 
I don't know if this has ever happened before, Mitchell, but there was there was no field goal attempts in the first half of Golden Point. There was also that very bizarre decision to play into the left-hand corner by Whitehead from the last run. Yeah, he went short. I, I condemned that at the time, but then I didn't realise that there was only like 10 seconds left on the clock when he did it. And also, Caesar's left-footed and they were in the left corner. It would have been very hard for yeah. him to get the ball back to Caesar. It wasn't that bad when I watched it again. Mm. Um, yeah, but Caesar nailing three field goals and hopefully... put. When the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. It was a pretty easy one this week. You have to, you have to say. Would you like to tell us who it is, though? Uh, it's Aaron Woods. For the worst defensive effort <laughs> in the history of rugby, no, of like at least his last twenty-five. See, years. it's quite <laughs> funny that like there was a there was Chad Townsend dropping the ball off, like which cost them the game. Well, dropping the ball cold in his own half in the second half of Golden mm. Point. Uh, there was yep. the Miss, Sharks team cheering Paul Gallon off the field after a loss. Yep. Mm. And yet this still beat both. Also, and Chad Townsend. Kyle Ta- missing a kick from yeah. right next to the post. All, yep. all great contenders. And yet here we are. Um, this, I, I mean, they, they were all great contenders. But if you'll pardon the pun with the Gallon thing, this was head and shoulders above them. But in my humble opinion, this was disgraceful. I mean, you talk about your effort plays. People love to talk about like guys putting in... Even and when they know every it's futile. Week, Aaron but here's Woods. the thing. It wasn't necessarily futile because Josh Morris chased Jared Croker down. And if the Sharks had got a couple more players back, then perhaps Nick Cottridge wouldn't have strolled over untouched on the next play. But mm. like eight Sharks guys had just made no effort to get back and chase whatsoever. Mm. Aaron Woods being the highlight of this, of course, if you haven't seen it, he chases Jared Croker for about three meters and then and he goes, chase, no. chase is kind. And then doesn't even run, just stops moving completely. That's what he does all the time, though. He'll still have his 15 runs, 160 metres. You look at his stats, you think he played well. And this has been the thing I've said about him for like the whole time we've done this podcast. He's no longer got fans anymore, so people realise it. He did the same thing against the Broncos when they lost that crucial game to us. His second sin is goddamn disgraceful. Mm. He walks around in the field, doesn't, doesn't plug any holes in defence, but there's literally like a funnel in their defence behind the ruck where he is. When is he's he, on the field. Is he, what and is he just it? walks back. When, like, when they have breaks, he just walks back. He's a disgrace. That, he, he is at the bottom of the cone of incompetence. He is. Um, he was, he, and like he said he just watched Croker run past him and hoped someone else would do the job for yeah. him. And, and even a lot of his defensive efforts, and we've we've talked about this on the pod before, but like a, a lot of his defensive tackles are just like third man in, cutting down the legs, rolling off and going somewhere. He's else. never tackled off, someone in his life. He's or just falling he's, on a top of. A he's tackle, never put his shoulder into a tackle ever, ever. He's only yeah. ever grabbed people. He's never tackled someone in his goddamn career. <laughs> Is Aaron Woods the biggest cat in rugby league? Oh, I wouldn't say that. Oh. It's not nice, though. But for a for a prop, he's a goddamn cat. Yep, I just. I, <laughs> Also I wouldn't slander nice. the man, but I will speak truth. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, whilst I thought Josh Morris had a great game when he went to fullback, he made two try-saving tackles. Mm. I also thought that they perhaps should have moved him back to the centres after about 15 minutes of the second half because their attack completely went to shit when he moved from that position because mm. he was carving them up down that right edge in the first half. And then it's no coincidence in the second half, they basically didn't look like scoring a point. Josh Hot- Sorry, Josh Morris will be good at rugby league until he's like 70. He's yeah. still fast. Yeah, he no. chased, he chased I, I Jack mean, Whiten down. I mean, no, Jack Croker. Croker. Yeah. No, no. He cha- no he cha- I, he I expect it, him yeah. to chase yeah. Jack Croker down. Yeah. The first one was Jack Whiten. Yeah. Mm. He has like miss- he's missing one ligament and has no cartilage in his knees. He's got old dude strength. And he's just still quick. And uh, but that's Uncle the, Drew of the NRL. Well, him and Josh, sorry, him and Brett are hard workers. Like apparently, Josh recorded his fastest time in preseason for like six or seven years this year. And, like, that's incredible. that's just if you know that's work ethic and and finding new training methods and that kind of thing, looking to improve every year. And he's been a good signing for them. But yeah, again as well, they had the injury issues. Josh Dugan, 
going off at halftime. Lost Sean Johnson in the warm-up. It's like this Sharks team is doing everything they can to not make the finals, but they'll probably limp in there. But my God, are they tr- like they're missing easy goal kicks? They don't have a goal kick, goal kicking coach. They've had injuries in their spine almost every week. It's like, do they want to make the finals? Can, are, sh- they're are they going to? Are, are they I just think, at a better point now where they can just just turn down conversions? Well, they've been like <laughs> when Sean Johnson was kicking, they've been okay. But I also think that's weird. Like when Sean said they didn't have a goal kicking coach. That's not acceptable. It's not. No. It's just not. It's not. I I spoke to Ruben Garrick today, and he said that the reason he's been so good this year is because of the hard, like, how much time he spent with Manly's kicking coach. No shit. It's so important. But it's it's like, people can knock it all you want and say, oh, you're just being, you know, you hate Cronulla or whatever, but it's like, me and you can go to the park and kick a thousand conversions all we want, but at some point, we're not getting any better. Yeah. Because we are doing it ourselves and just rating ourselves on our success rate. Whatever, but we, you know, someone who's actually talented and skilled as a coach can watch your technique and fix it and work on it the whole season and make you kick better. It's like, it's not fucking rocket science. It's mm. like, you know, why has Ken Smith got better at it his entire career? Probably coaching. Mm. Not because he kicked more and more goals. You remember know? when like, Graham Arnold was the South's kicking coach for a little while then? Mm. That, was, yeah. that was weird. But it's like, and Sean Johnson himself admitted that, like, he has missed having a kicking coach because he hasn't had someone adjusting his technique and. You know, probably it shows with how they've been kicking in, in the big games and, and not even big games. Like, this should have been a cushy lead for them at halftime. Yeah. What's Luke Cavell doing? Get him down there. Yeah, get somebody down there. It's ridiculous. Like, that's not one of the places to save money, you know. A, a goal is worth a third of a try and you think, sorry, well, it's worth half a try, yep. but it's worth a third of the whole the Quick scoring maths. set. You just think, oh, we'll, we'll ignore that part. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, this this was absurd because not only were they winning 12-0 at halftime, it, it could have been double or triple that. They were just so much better than Canberra who were completely taken out of the game Canberra by the crowd. Canberra was shit for 60 minutes. The, yeah. I mean, I've, I've like I've been to a lot of footy games and this was right up there in terms of like crowd atmosphere. Like they were really into it for Gal. Every time he touched the ball there was a huge roar. Everything that was happening there was just it was just so much noise and then suddenly about maybe about 5 minutes after um Chan scored for Canberra there was a bit of doubt crept in. Did, and did, the, and the, did the Raiders do stopped. the Raidering? Sorry? Did the, the Raiders did the Raidering. They did, yeah. So the Sharks... Exactly right. They, 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 uh, and then it was, it was just this eerie atmosphere for the rest of the game. And then right down to when Caesar kicks the game winner. And... I can't believe this Raiders team, man. Like it's it's ridiculous. This this is a team that made an art form of losing close games between like 2016 and now. And then this year, that's what they're winning these games. Mm. Yeah, but this is what changes for Canberra every year, though, isn't it? It's yeah. like when they win the close games, they're a top four team. When they don't win them, because yeah. they're in so many close games, yep. they end up where they. Where but they, where even they in twenty sixteen, when they made the top four, their defense was nowhere near as good it's as not. it is this year. And a large part of that apparently has been because of your man Andrew McFadden. Mm, there you go. How do you feel about that? Oh, you can be in a great assistant, mate. He's a terrible head coach. Yep, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, as you, that's a great thing you mentioned about their defense because that is why they're good this year. Their attack is like it's honestly it's not good. They're on their goal on the opposition goal line. They they are just like watching Brisbane. They don't set any block plays up or any set plays at no. all. They do nothing off a one or a two block or anything. It's just like it's a lot of ISO. Get the ball. <laughs> you know, Hodgson will try something. Okay, if not, try a hit up. Let's get the ball quick to John Bateman. Get the ball to Jack White and. And whilst they're pretty good at getting quick early ball to those guys in certain situations, when they're not beating their man one-on-one or not getting an offload away or similar, nothing happens. Mm. And they can have these periods of a game where they're bogged down for 20 or 30 minutes that look like they're going to score because they're relying on individual brilliance for it. And it's like, boys, just set a really basic block play. The reason why everyone does them is because they create numbers. 
That's all it is. And, num- and numbers eventually is going to work, and they don't do it enough. And that's my worry for them in, in, in the finals. And it's been the worry against good teams. It's a fair concern. Well, it, every time against a good team, this year, pretty much every game when they've been on the goal and they don't look, don't look like scoring. And if not for like a really embarrassing capitulation from the Sharks, they wouldn't have won this game. Like the yeah. Sharks lost this game as much as Canberra won they it. They did. I mean, mm. Canberra were not good in the first half, and whilst they had some good moments in the second half, like. You know, they'll be happy to steal this win because they didn't really deserve it. Yeah, but it, and even know? then, like, I know that they won in the end, but, like, the the the, the, the equalising try was a complete fluke. Like, you can't... Yeah, you know, no. That was, a, you know, a 105-metre play in, in, the space of, in the space of a few seconds. And yep. um, just before half-time, Hudson Young took a quick tap. They should have taken the two there. Like, yep. they just did some really silly things in this game. Um, they did. And as Dale mentioned before, like, probably not the best decision of Elliot Whitehead to go go short side in, on that last play of the first half of extra time. But at, at least it's at least it's the best place to give the ball away. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you do mention Hudson Young though and Corey um, Horsberg. Uh, Horsberg was great. They're killing it off the yeah. bench. Yeah. And and Hudson Young is someone that uh, left the uh, Knights rebuild. They oh. let go. Mm. But he killed it in this game, and so did Horsberg. But yeah, I do love that Caesar not only kicked three field goals. Obviously, that's amazing. But the first one, he kicked it with like fourteen minutes to go. Yeah, and that was all like I was all about that. I'm sick of people waiting until it's a field goal contest. He yep. put the and whilst Cronulla did kick the field goals after to equalise, he yep. put the pressure on Cronulla. And you go back and watch it. No one in the stadium is expecting him to do no. it at that point in time. It's great. He just banged it. And um, we uh, which you compare it with the second one he kicks. Andrew Feeder is six meters offside. Yeah, when that, Caesar kicks it. It's so be fair, good. they're both like for the last like. Three field goal attempts. They both. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But yeah, Um, Canberra. There, season. I hope this earned him another NRL contract. Well, here's the thing. Like, um, yeah, they've got George Williams coming in, but I don't know if you really want to disrupt things the way Caesar's playing. I mean, who knows how? I mean, English backs. Who knows how good George Williams is going to be? It's like he's just like the moment they've replaced him. He's just had maybe it's pressure off or something. He's been amazing the last like eight weeks. If you ask me, he's been fantastic, and you know that that kind of clutch. From this Raiders team has been missing for a long time, as you said. That like, Hodgson tried two terrible attempts, but Caesar, all three of them were absolute peaches. Like the last one he kicked, the service he got was absolutely garbage. Hodgson threw it in front of him, it bounced. He picked it up and still managed to kick it over the guys who were, you know, they're about two meters in front of him when he kicked it. Got yeah. it over the the charging men, and you know, it was okay. a great, great it, And of course, it does get easier to kick a second and a third after you've already kicked one in a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. your confidence is high. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, Luke Bateman, uh, John Bateman, sorry, good again. Yeah, great again. And now the Raiders in the fortunate position that they can rest like... They've, they've only named... I think they've named resting four, but I reckon they might rest like six or seven players. Oh, sh- actually, shout out to Aiden Caesar who I spoke to this game. Wouldn't refuse to um, refuse to admit that they were locked into the top four. Wouldn't yeah. do it. It's like, it's like, like <laughs> I've seen them lose from here. It's like, I've seen us what lose if we lose by 100? Who I've knows? Seen lose, I've seen us lose top four from here. Actually, that was. I asked him after the game, what are your plans for next year? And he said, mate, it's rugby league. We might all be dead next year. That's a great quote. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and on that note, uh, a team that makes me want to be dead, uh, St. George Illawarra 14, West Tigers 42, the Paul Momorowski show comes to town. I mean, look, there was a... I mean, you could nominate the whole Dragons team for Jobber Like Sun for the Elijah Taylor try. One of the single most embarrassing things I've ever seen. Oh, my God. That yeah. was... You must have felt in that moment how I felt when Semi scored that Make-A-Wish try against Souths a couple no, of years beca- ago. No, but the thing was, like, the, 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 make, like, the Make-A-Wish try, like, you've got to be a... But you've got to be a decent athlete to outrun those players, right? I guess. To 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 fool two players running alongside you that you're going to dummy to the, to no one. Like, it's, it's embarrassing. You're dummying to an it's opposition true. It player. It might actually be worse. Like, as I said, I mean, at least Semi ran away from those the ball players. into someone's face. That was good. <laughs> that was quite good. Um, Welcome to the team, Tristan Saylor. Yeah. Eat footy. Uh, yeah, look, West, Benji, far out. Mm-hmm. Like... 
Like, Revenge game. There you go. Yeah, I, I hope that they make the finals just because he is fun. I want them to make the finals because I said they would, and also because I love Madge, and also because they deserve it. They haven't been there in, in such a long time. Um, is it a hot take to say that I don't think that they should let Robbie Farrow play? I think we'll come on to that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Will we? Mm. Maybe we will. Freddie Thanks, Freddie, foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, so, Benji is taking back these last two games, taking his minnow bashing back to 2009 times. <laughs> hey, like, he was fantastic in this man. game too, but it's like, man, where did this running game come from again the last two weeks? He's been The shackles are off, mate. They He's are. a free man. He was fantastic, as you said. Momorowski was great. SR Masters, I don't know what happened to him, but he's been garbage this year. Like for a guy who was took, so good for them last year. Judas off him. That's what happened. Yeah, he's been garbage. I don't think Tigers hands would care if he left. There's rumours that he's getting offered more money. I don't think they give a shit. Where's think. he going to get offered more money? Who? who? There's, look, there's 15 clubs here and a lot of them are stupid. You that make are, a good that point. That is correct. <laughs> but uh, he's, got, he's got talent, so I don't begrudge someone actually paying him. But, yeah. The Dragons could do with another but mediocre centre. Luke Brooks had a cracking game as well, I thought. Mm. Like Him and Benji were fantastic. But yeah, it's one of those efforts, just like the last few Dragons games. The Dragons-Titans finishing against each other this weekend is so apt because both those teams have packed it in and give absolutely zero shits. Like the Tigers didn't have to try and score their points. Do we have to? Does that game have to go ahead? Does it have to? Do any of them want it? No. Can we just... Can we play someone... Can someone else play? Can we Can we have another sport? I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, look. Dragons this week, pretty hopeless to be honest. Um, yeah. It's not it's not a good look when when your first chaser to a to a grubber is uh, is James Graham. Um, who he then, looks like he's dying on the sideline. He he got he got elbowed in the <laughs> elbowed in the face trying to put that ball down, and the reaction to him being concussed is so slow because I think the man is constantly concussed, um, which is not good. But yeah, look, um, the sooner the sooner this season finishes, the better for for all concerned. Yeah, look, um, it's over for them. Which, and the interesting news is, and we'll probably talk about the news, I guess, but now there's actually rumours that Mary might lose his job. Mm. So, mm. You know, it's we didn't have any coach sackings for what's, a while. What's the KPI where coming 15th with, like, a relatively decent squad is, is missing the KPI? Yeah. But now, you know, if he turns over to it, it's a lot of change coming into next year, so it'll be interesting. Mm. I don't need much more to get out of this game, so let's no. just move past it. All righty, let's pick the games for the final round of the season. Uh, South Sydney versus Eastern Suburbs at the Olympic Stadium. Uh, give me the Chooks. Souths. False. Wrong. So the, the Chooks have moved uh, Crichton back to the bench with Boyd Cordner returning. Takayaho's out. Mm. Cronk Cronk's back. named again. Souths, nothing's really changed. I think while well, they dropped Kyle Turner off the bench, I think. He's um, injured and Tom Amone's in. Tom Amone's in. Yep. If it was at the SCG, I'd pick the Roosters. Mm. I'm going to pick South. But Souths have won 100% of their games at the SCG this year. You've got to think about that. I'm going to pick South. At, at, it's at kind of weird. I almost don't want to win this game. Why? Well, because I feel like if we beat them twice in the year, there's no I chance we're going to beat them a third time. You don't want to pay time. them... You, cause you need to play next week at, at the SCG, wouldn't you? Yes. That, I'm not... No, well, I'd rather go to Melbourne in the first week, because then so you can't same. go to Melbourne in the third week. Yes, yeah, so I think you're right. You um, probably don't. I honestly... Okay. The best result for me in this game is South lose by two points. Mm, okay. Because Manly aren't going to win by 31, so it's fine. Okay, I'm going to pick South. Uh, all righty. Friday evening at the new Parramatta Stadium, it's Parramatta versus Manly Warringah. Uh, this is a big old game in terms of the table. I it's, don't know it's if it's not big really for either though. team. They both, either way, they hold, they host It's going to be fifth and sixth regardless. They they don't it just care. depends on which one gets to play Brisbane and which True. one gets to play the Tiger Sharks. True. Um, Tiger Sharks, now, yep. that would be a club. Yeah, it would. Um, Parramatta, why not? Yeah, so. Paramount. The, the, the equation for Parramatta to jump into fifth is... They win by 12. 
Yeah, because it's 22-point difference between the teams. Mm-hmm. So it's win by 12. Uh, I'm going to take Parramatta at, at Bank West. I'm going to do it just because they're playing there. And no Tommy Turbo. Uh, Friday night down at Edwin Flack Field in Melbourne. It's Melbourne versus North Queensland. So uh, the Cowboys... Sorry, the Storm arresting Brandon Smith, Cam Munson, Addo Carr already. And we might see some more changes come into the game. I don't think Cam Smith will rest, but I... You know, he's going for records, stacking them up, I think. But he might play, you know, 40 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. But obviously, I don't care. They could play the Sunshine Coast Falcons. I'm picking the Storm over. Yes. Yeah, good call. Sure. Why not? Uh, really a whole matter. team of fullbacks. Uh, alrighty. Canberra versus New Zealand Warriors at Bruce Stadium on uh, Saturday afternoon. Again, meaningless game, but Canberra. Canberra. So, yeah, Canberra have rested Nicol Hockstad, uh, Soliola, John Bateman, um, and also... You might probably see the resting of Jack White, and I'm guessing, considering Sam Williams in the reserves, and maybe Josh Hodgson yep. with Tom Starling in the Sorry, reserves. Sorry, I shouldn't say it's completely meaningless. If Souths win, Canberra have to win to stay third. So, mm. yeah. And then uh, over the other side, the Warriors are giving Blake Ashford his farewell game. <laughs> he's in the centres, so you know he's a real barn burner. It's um, I'm picking Canberra, even if they do wrestle all the boys. Just there's a bit better vibe around Canberra right now than the Warriors. There is no around. logical reason to watch rugby league this Saturday. Uh, speaking, <laughs> yeah. speaking Look at of, this triple header Speaking oh, of my God. It's Canterbury Bankstown this, Versus Brisbane well, This, this will Olympic be a good Stadium. game But it doesn't mean anything You, you watch this game oh, it, it kind of means something In terms of if, if you're a Sharks Tigers fan If you want to leapfrog In a seventh It depends I who guess. you go to Yeah true hmm. But uh, it'd be quite The the dream scenario Dale Is that the Bulldogs win And then the Sharks And Tigers play out A nil all draw And both make the finals <laughs> At Brisbane's expense Yes okay, So good. So the Bulldogs have injuries to DWZ and Kerrit Holland. The Broncos have dropped Sean O'Sullivan for the return of Turpin, which I find weird. Turpin was good at seven, but O'Sullivan's an actual seven. And we saw him going to the line and, and you know playing straight. What a different for feeder. Mm. So I'm surprised by that. But he's out. Parisi comes into the mentorship of Saki, which means nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pick Haas for feeder. Okay. Good call. <laughs> Uh, I'll take the Broncos as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, the last game of the... Yeah, if you watch a second of this game, you have issues. Yeah. You'd go and see your family. Um, <laughs> alrighty, Sunday afternoon. It's West Titans of- Dragons, by the way. Yeah, yeah Titans um, Dragons. The one guy, the, the one of two people the Dragons still trying is injured. Ken McInnes is out. Yep. So it's just James Graham against the world. It is. Fantastic. And for the Titans, one of their few players still trying and fight awake is out. So The, the, the hound is there. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They're both obviously waiting for the game, like waiting for full time to go ha- go hang out on the strip. Good for them. Like, ah, uh, look, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, it's it's quicker to get there to Bali from from the Gold Coast <laughs> than it is from Sydney. They so. should just save money. Yeah, they should just get a charter flight straight to straight, straight to, to Bali. somewhere in Southeast Asia for their Mad Monday. Off they go together. Yeah. Games like that are going to s- decide people's tipping comps this year. What a what a rot. <laughs> <laughs> But this is this goes back to our earlier point of the, and not that anyone on this team, either of these teams, is going to get close to winning the Dally M. But the fact that this game is worth has as much bearing yeah. on a Dally M leaderboard as the next game does is a disgrace. Yeah, same like well, Raiders Warriors this week matters too, apparently. Mm. And like two Ashek could get three points in that. Yeah, and true, true. Yeah, sure. Like, ridiculous. Next uh, game does matter. Uh, West Tigers versus Cronulla Sutherland yeah. at Leichhardt this Oval. Pretty much the only game being played this weekend, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. This this is it's it's one of those very rare occasions where all of Sydney is going to be really I mean because obviously you've got the game on Thursday night but the whole weekend is about this game. Yep. 
Like, obviously, Thursday's not a weekend. No, I get it. But the yeah. whole weekend is going to be... You'd want to be match. at this game. If you had yeah. the option of being at either this one of these two This is the place games, to be. And they were talking is, about moving this to Parramatta. This is the one. Um, two things. Number one, Don't fuck do you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so none of you know um, I'm the one journalist being sent to cover the Penrith first Newcastle game. Instead, well, everybody else goes to Leichhardt. Mm. So that's an all-time stitch-up. Bungard's actually crying right uh, now. It's not Holy great, shit. is it? At least, well, that doesn't help. <laughs> To go then, <laughs> true. If you but at least I can get a fresh Krispy Kreme afterwards. At, le- at least, yeah, at least stay on the, at least stay on the camera side, um, so you don't but get seen. But also, um, how far you have to concede that it is very funny that let's give this game five minutes. Why not? Um, yeah, you have to concede that it's very funny that um, uh, the people at uh, Fox Sports were talking about how you know it makes sense if we move one of these teams out of Sydney and move them somewhere else, and then uh, sorry from Channel Nine, I'm sorry, um, and then you know the next day are trying to convince the NRL to move this game to the Channel 9 time slot so everyone can watch it. Also, now you want now you want the Sharks. Now you want your Suburban Rugby League. Yeah. Piss off. Uh, but this game, as you mentioned, playing It's going to break the Fox NRL rating record, I reckon. No oh. doubt. It's, yeah. Fox will be cheering. Uh, it's obviously one of the very rare occasions that you're getting a playoff for an eighth in the end of the season. Hey, and it, and the wild, is. This is the wild card weekend before the, yeah, the wild card weekend. And it's the Tigers' biggest game in a long time. And this is also while I proof we don't need bloody wild cards. Don't base you how you do systems off one season last year. Ge- genuine question. Is this the Tigers' biggest game since 2005? No, they've been in the finals since then. We're in a prelim the year you won the comp. No, you I, beat them. I, I, but like, did, obviously, they had a sustained period of success it's before just that. It was a bad take to help. <laughs> no, my point was that they've had a they had a step period of success before that, and they haven't had any success since then. Like for their fans, this must be a, a, oh, you, as big you, as you a could pro- say it's their biggest game since twenty eleven. Yeah, fair, fair. I'll take it, that. It's a, a wizardry wizard from Michael Maguire to get them into the finals if, if with this team. Mm. Like as you mentioned a few weeks ago, we wrapped him for having the balls to like try this a certain team for a long time, then yeah. chop and bring in new guys, and it's you know kind of worked, but like. Again, we've mentioned this so many times. All the Tigers fans know, all league fans know, they have like $3 million in reserve grade and they're playing off for a final spot. That's mm-hmm. an exceptional season no matter That's whatever way you paint absolutely it. Absolutely bananas. Also considering, again, like you wouldn't think a spine of having you know Corey Thompson at fullback, Josh Reynolds slash broken, broken leg Robbie Farrar and then old Benji and Brooks and the Harves would be a top eight spine. But we're on the brink of that potentially in this... Is their biggest game in a, in a long time, and, it, and it, it is great that it ends up at Leichhardt Oval, and it is great if Robbie plays. It's his last game because you know it's just all all moments are lining up, all the mm. theaters lining up. The but planets yeah, be, are aligned. Um, could be Gowan's last game, an appropriate thing to lose. His last game knocked out of the finals. Um, if I, I, I saw, you guys will agree. If 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 you suggest that this game should be moved to either Bank West or ANZ, you should go to jail. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, you should be on a register. Yep. Um, mm. And Robbie Farrar should not play, but he's going to. Yeah, the thing for me is that it's not like he's pushing something by a week. It feel, like It's a leg, firstly. It's not your arm or something. Like, mm. you know, you can't just strap it up and it's going to work. Like, we've seen people say, much smarter people than us, who about medical professionals say that this can be, like, lifelong damage from what he does if he plays with this kind of injury. And... They're a better team with fit Robbie Farrar. They're a better team with 85% Robbie Farrar. But he might be 30% Robbie Farrar and go yeah. out there. They've also scored 100 points in the last two weeks. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you need to mess with that. I, I mean, know they've played some absolute yeah, played like, some tomato cans in the last couple of weeks, but it, I, I just don't think you can mess with that. And, I, and Madge is very pragmatic and he's a great coach and I don't think he's going to let emotion dictate what he does. And on top of that, people going, oh, it's his farewell, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like, no, he had a farewell. Hmm. 
And then he left. He can still be there. And then he came back. Unfortunately, the second players, farewell does not mean as much as the first one. Players get injured and miss farewells. It does, it happens. Unfortunately, it just happens. And 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 yeah, they have got in this game though that he might not play as we know, or might play, and that's a huge thing. And then obviously over the Sharks side, they've named Sean Johnson, Moylan's in the reserves, Dugan's named to start. Like, but who knows how these teams are going to line up when the, when the game kicks off with with how the injury clouds are over the Sharks side too. But yeah, it's their biggest game in a long time. They have also got Moses Zembai back in the reserve, so maybe he gets a run. But I'm with you though. If it's Farah, probably gets a run if he's fit. But I would just run the same team. I know there were easy wins. I'd run the same team that played the last two, though. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm really pulling for Tigers in this game. Yeah. They, they deserve it. They really, really I'm, do. I'm pulling for the Tigers, and I'm picking the Sharks. Ouch. I'm picking the Tigers and pulling for them. Uh, yeah. My question, if the Tigers win, will there be a pitch invasion? Yeah. Yeah, they should be. Good. But, I mean, it. Oh, mate, this game means a lot to that fan base. It's, yeah. it's hard for me to, empath- to understand the situation because, obviously, I've come from a privileged... World in terms of rugby league fan- fandom, like we've missed the finals twice in my lifetime. Yeah, I can't understand the spot they're in, but I've seen how much this meant to fans like three weeks ago, even having an opportunity to play this game, and mm. they've got there. This means a lot to that fan base, and they sold the game out a long time. Like what was it, a week or two ago? Before it was they- sold out on no, no, it was sold week? out at about six pm on Sunday. Yeah, it was like went in so like and. Uh, basically two hours after the Sharks lost yeah, this game was sold out. out. It's so. going to be full to the brim. You might have, may as well park your car at Leichhardt like tomorrow if you want to drive to the game. Don't you, drive. Just get don't. the tram and walk. You'll be fine. But yeah, so it's, that's, it's good for them. But I just, you know, it feels like the occasion is going to be huge. And like the Sharks team should be a finals team. And we're going to back in the team that is, to me, they are the better team. I'm going to back the Sharks in, unfortunately. I want to see the Tigers win, but... And I'll if the Sharks don't make it, like it's a miracle if the Tigers make the finals and it's a miracle the Sharks miss it. Like... For them to have so many games they blew and to be the better team and like oh, again in like five or six games well, they, they, they broke the re- they've, they've got the record now for most yeah. games with more, more tries scored and lost so. an absolute miracle to to fuck that up. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny though. It would be. Uh, It'd be great for Gallon to finish on that. I would. I would love that. Uh, are we picking the last game? Moving yeah. on. Oh, there's one more game. Yeah, the, there the is. one you're going to. Uh, <laughs> the one you're don't covering. Remind me. Uh, Penrith versus Newcastle at Panther Stadium at four o'clock on Channel Nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's worth pointing out that this week. So, um, I mean, obviously excluding Thursday because there's only one game. So on Sunday, Channel Nine gets this game ahead of Tiger Sharks. On Saturday, they get Titans versus Dragons, and on Friday, they get Storm Cowboys instead of Eels Eagles. Good job. Hmm. Funny. Uh, I'll take Penrith. Who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. I'm keen on seeing how Brabham Best goes. He was okay in the centre last week. Mm. But yeah, I'm What cricketer is he now? Marcus Love. Oh, sorry, uh, Martin Love. Martin Best. Love. Martin, Martin Love. Uh, no, Ma- no, not yet. Martin, Martin Love. I know he only had, had his short time in the sun, but he was very good in his short time in the sun. True. True. He skipped above Marcus North. Who's he now? James McDonald Best. <laughs> was it James? What was no. McDonald's first name? I don't remember. God, now you've lost me. Yeah, the, the Ranger guy is all yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm. Is it James? I don't think it is. It, it's not important. Just let's just move on. It is, isn't it? I don't know. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, Simi Renrandra. Absolutely buried it. Randrandra. 
Alrighty, so who was the cricketer? Andrew McDonald. Andrew, Andrew McDonald. That's the first bit of breaking news. There we go. It was Good. Andrew McDonald. Um, Great. We're just confirming that. Fantastic. I'm hoping people who thought we were idiots there were screaming through the, th- the 30 second drop of like, it's Andrew, you idiots. Well, we got there. That's we the most there. important thing. Um, relocation chat. It's been a few months since this weird it's ugly head. <laughs> months. <laughs> since this, this old chestnut popped up. Uh, allegedly, we're going to relocate some teams. Allegedly. Okay, firstly, the conference idea is shit. Oh, man. We'll start oh, there. That old, that old doozy. Yep. No, so, don't oh need boy. it. The reasons it's shit is because you cannot put Canberra and Newcastle in the out of New South Wales conference. <laughs> you oh, can't do bad. that. Newcastle is almost like it's a two hour, like 220 minute drive to Newcastle. It's like, it's like an hour and a half drive to Penrith. And you're gonna say Newcastle are a, are a regional interstate. It would team. probably it would almost take Manly fans longer to get to Shark Park or Penrith than it would to get yes, to Knight. That's a reality. Take them longer to get and to it's Penrith. like Newcastle currently, like this year, they played five games out, outside, outside of Sydney, but two of those were like Magic Round, and another team took them interstate. You're gonna ask them that now they're gonna move to a situation they'd be a team that has to travel eight times a season interstate. And it's like, where where are they travelling from? They have to get the bus to to mascot <laughs> every international interstate. Trip. Is that like, that's their handicap? Is having to find park camp mascot? Like that's just Make ridiculous. It's like fine. <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, the the classic get, rivalry that's, that's some aggressive notes. You know, Newcastle, sorry, North Queensland versus the Warriors. Let's play that twice a year, every year, and let's make like ridiculous. Let's make Canberra play the Titans twice a year, every year as well. Like, turn it up. At Terrible least the idea. Are gonna win. It's just like saying it's the New South Wales Rugby League again and the rest. Like, no. Terrible idea, the conferences. Second thing, history is the enemy of progress. If progress Very is true. moving a team, a team must move. Okay? Um, as, as, a, as a recipient of a, of a moved team, as a Ravens fan, yep. good or bad? Well, I mean, that doesn't really count because that happened before I started watching the NFL. True. But also, I should We're point out... new fans. Good point. Now, next, moving on. But I should... <laughs> But I should point out that Baltimore also had their team taken away from them mm. before they got another person's team. And two wrongs do not make a right. Um, no, I mean, I've been very consistent on this. Don't... No, we're not moving teams. We're not taking them away. You t- if you attach too these much teams, emotion. These teams... What? You've atta- you, you're I know. I know this isn't an emotionally based argument. But I, I approach pretty much every other rugby league issue with a pragmatic argument. And this is the one thing I have an emotional argument on. And I'll stay, I'll stay with it. These teams mean too much to these communities to take... To take them out of these communities. Except for the Roosters. Moving to Perth. The, the teams aren't getting removed. Their NRL status is getting removed. Mm. No. I'm not doing it. Look, uh, You're telling me the West Magpies and the Newtown Jets are as relevant now as they were when they were actual first I mean, well, the, 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 the Jets, Jets, Jets actually might be. Yeah. The Jets but, are. Yeah. They're, they're not playing games that are run I mean, if, you're, if your example of, you know, don't kick a team out because of the Bears and the Jets, that's your best example. It's like, well, that's not a great one because those teams were not like they were exactly killing the competition in any, on any metric when they were around. Neither of them were that good on the field or off the field. And North playing at a terrible ground. Both of them played at ovals. They did. And if the option is relocate or die, anyone ta- cho- chooses relocate, firstly. Yeah. But it shouldn't. I don't, I, oh, I'm, I'm I don't for new teams. believe that we. I, I just. Yeah, just bring in two new teams. Like we've, there's a litany of guys who got plucked from obscurity who have become good first grade players. They're not going to. Two new teams is too quick. Like, if they, they're not going to do two at one time, it'd be one and then another. But. Yeah. I, and I don't have a problem with that. Like,. If another team, if we have have to have a team with a buy, from I week mean, we to did it week, for fucking like we did we, it for, we do it all the time from like two thousand and two to two thousand and two years whenever ago. the Titans came in, we did it. Yeah, but also mm. like we had remember we had weeks previously where you had state of because we had two uh, all of the origins on Wednesdays. We had 
Like yeah. twelve weeks. I don't think buys. that's a big deal. Maybe you're right. Maybe you get one and bring another one later. But no, I, I just I, I can't do it. I, I could not get on board with it. These teams have all been a part of these communities for. I mean, who's the newest of all the Sydney teams? It's what it's Cronulla, right? And what were they? 1967. So that's still 50 years. Yeah, them so, and Penrith. No. Mm. See, I, the answer is move the shark. It all. And, uh, and we just saw a you know we just saw a sold out. Shark Park on the weekend. That team is ingrained in that community. Mm. That means so much to the people that live but, there. But so, what if the team goes broke? I mean, teams shouldn't go broke. So, they're going to teams go shouldn't broke. go broke. But what if they go broke? broke? Then the NRL, with its trillions of dollars, should bail them out. Why should they bail them out? Because they're important. If, if they can't make money, it's a business. Why are they important? Yeah, I if think I would argue that the NRL, in addition to being a business, also has a cultural obligation to the fans that it serves. It has an obligation to some fans, but for example, like if a club keeps hitting the brink, which they do, and if they hit the brink again, it's like, what is the point of bailing this club out to keep ten or twenty thousand people happy, where we could find a whole new fan base, new finances, keep the broadcasters happy, who are worth way more to us than the Cronulla fans are, by the mm. way, somewhere else. If those are the two options, I know which option I'm taking. Like, I just don't. I mean, I'm also not convinced that the Sharks will be in all that of a precarious situation when they're... When they're I mean, they're going to own their new ground. But they own the precarious they situation right now. Yeah, but they won't be in two or three years' time when New Shark Park opens and, and they're fully, you know, independent from the NRL. I mean, they're in that situation now because they tied their value to the property market and what a shock property market isn't always stable. Mm. And that's what they've gone back into it. And it's like band-aid fixes. And, you know, it, it's funny for me. I know you talk about history, but it's like the NRL... History going back, it's this was rugby league is what turned into the NRL as we know, well into the ARL, into the NRL with the Super League, whatever. But New South Wales Rugby League only became the competition it did because of pokey money. That's why it was bigger than QRL, for example. Mm. And you know, everybody else made sacrifices to join that competition. Queensland sacrificed rugby league, its own rugby league history to make a national competition. You know, brothers and valleys died. Queensland Cup was seen as a second year competition to get Brisbane in, and you know the Cowboys joined. You know, Newcastle had a really strong local comp. They sacrificed to join. The Warriors, instead of having their own comp, are sacrificed during a national competition. Everyone else sacrifices, but oh no, not that fucking one team in Sydney. What are you talking about? They did. What? Hang on, they did. What? Uh, but Way I'm, more than Sydney, the New South Wales Rugby League did. Hold on. Mm-hmm. So you, you've you've made some good points there, but mm. you're also overlooking the fact that we had two foundation clubs forced to merge together. Mm. Another club with 90 years of history forced to merge with a different club. Yeah. Souths were kicked out and had to come back. Norths and Manly had to merge, and then Norths were eventually just, you know, basically have just been scrubbed from the record book since since that merger fell apart. Mm. Newtown, Newtown aren't a first-grade football team anymore. They're not. Plenty of teams made sacrifices. Plenty. Yeah, but... Not the same level at all. What do you mean the same level? If anything, it's... More. All, the, all the foundation clubs in Queensland are dead as is, at that level. They're all dead. Yeah, they're all. It's not the same level you want to go to history. Of essentially, saying. all of Q Cup is now like Magpies and the Jets. But it's like even that doesn't matter if those things exist. They don't exist at the NRL level. Yeah, they exist at their second tier level. Yeah. All that competition died for this one. And the point that you make about Newtown, like Newtown, went broke because they were penned into an area. And they were surrounded by other teams. They didn't have anywhere to grow. They tried to move to Campbelltown. The Jets are great fun. We all enjoy it, but that area does I love not, sinking teams cannot have a rugby league but team. But it can't, yeah. And that's one of the things about, about Central Coast is that it's pinned between two places. And obviously, if Manly were to move up there, that would... I mean, it wouldn't fix a problem, but it mm. would get a team out of Sydney, and that's one of the arguments. But, like, at least if you're a West's Magpies fan... You can go and watch games at Wests. Mm-hmm. If you are a Balmain fan, you can still buy an orange Tigers jersey. You can still wear your club colours. If you take a team out of Sydney, um, like if it, merging a team is the lesser of clearly the lesser mm-hmm. of two evils. 
I would not have a problem with moving certain teams to another t- to another city, but folding the teams I don't think is an option. If you were going to, br- I think the thing the best case scenario is bring in one more team, then bring in another team. But the point you make about making sacrifices, I don't think there are any Sydney fan- Sydney rugby league fans. Genuinely, I don't think there are any Sydney rugby league fans alive today, aside from Newtown fans who, as I said, were swallowed up geographically, mm. who can complain that they lost that they sacrificed as much as Queensland or Newcastle or regional rugby league, because mm-hmm. of, like Southern New South Wales because of Canberra or New Zealand. I don't think that they can make that complaint. It's not even comparable to, to Queensland sacrifice. Yeah. It's not. And, and as you said... Like, and it's I only mean, because there was p- different pokey laws. That's why this was probably yeah. got bigger. Yeah. It's not because it was a better competition. You had players who, even even in Canberra, like Canberra in the, in the 80s and 90s, they only had two leagues clubs. Mm. And they were small leagues clubs. One of them isn't even in Canberra. It's in Queanbeyan. They had small, small leagues clubs, but they were still able to take the best players from Queensland purely because they had pokey money, as yeah. you say. Yeah, And I'm not saying the team has to relocate. I'm saying it's a legitimate option. It's, what I'm saying. It's the, like, as I said, it's the lesser of two evils. You could have, mm-hmm. say, for example, Perth. Let's take the Sharks, for example. And I know that they're, an, they're, they're kind of out there because they're one of only two. We have to remember they're one of only two teams of any national code in this country that owns the ground. It's them and Penrith. Mm-hmm. You could take the Sharks, for example... Move them to Perth for ten home games and play f- whatever it is four in, or three or four in Sydney. But the Cronulla Sharks can still exist. Yeah, in New South Wales Cup. Yeah, and and obviously that's going to have a problem with but you, you know, know that's not the same thing. No, I say it's the same not. thing. No, it, I know it's. I not. didn't say it was. And we we definitely and and as you say, Mitch, and I definitely respect that. It's not the same. It's it's yeah. not. But like, Illawarra, for example, produced some of the best rugby league players in the country. And they have effect- effectively been scrubbed out of history, just like Norths. Yeah. And of course, that you get still get still get games down there, but like the Dragons don't wear scarlet and white anymore. The only thing that they kept was their socks. Also, there's not even a team called the Steelers anymore. They're called the Cutters, the, and they're called it's the Cutters because the Steelers it's because the Steelers don't own part of the license anymore. It's owned privately, so the Steelers can't claim any can't claim any of that history because. Technically speaking, they don't exist anymore. I don't think anyone is going to argue that relocation is a preferable alternative to ceasing to exist. Mm. But I'm saying that I don't think either of those things needs to happen. I don't think the game is in a position right now that we we need to talk about this at all. I just think this is the same story that pops up two or three Mm. times a year. Because people want to, you know, drum you've up got, interest in this. And you've got to fill... You've and you've got, got people with newspaper pages to fill and you've got other people with agendas to push. Yeah. Well, I mean, the broadcasters are pushing their own agenda. Of course they should. They they bring in 65% of the game. They revenue. finance the game. They do, and they should have a say. They don't control the game, but people who think they should never say are idiots. Even though I, I hammer their coverage of the game, again, they put more money into it than anybody else does. Mm. And if I'm paying $1.8 billion for five years, yeah. I would hope that some of my opinion is taken, it's listened taken to, yeah, care yeah, exactly. of. Yeah. And, and that's it. And that's the way the game grows. The broadcast is the way the game grows. But if you're it? a broadcaster, why on earth would you not want an extra game every week instead no, of moving to... No, that's a good point, but that but extra game has to be in a different time zone. No, I, no don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm fully supportive of having a Perth team. Mm. I just am not in favour of having a Perth team at the expense of Cronulla or at the but expense it's like, of Manly. Well, if if you look at NRL standpoint, it's like we're going to add two teams when we think if they think adding one team, moving another is by far the better situation in terms of spreading talent, spreading sponsorship, removing some market saturation. What's the point of just adding two teams to keep Manly or Cronulla happy? Mm. Because those teams have decades and decades of history and tens of thousands of fans. That's why this thing Do is they? all about money. Tens mm. of fans. It is about money. That's not money. No, it's not all about money. Is what I'm yeah. saying. 
as I said before, the sport doesn't just exist to make money. That's not why sport exists. I understand that there are people that are in this mm-hmm. from a business standpoint. I understand that the game has to make profit mm-hmm. to continue to exist. But that is not its sole reason for existing. No, it's it exists not. because people care about the jerseys that are running around every weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you take Manly or Cronulla out of this competition, the competition loses a lot of its value, yeah. in my opinion. I don't, th- I, I don't agree. We've had Again, you said we've had teams die and it, the game still grows. The, the point and, that and progress is making those decisions that... You know, maybe a Sydney team goes and it's more of a national game. Right, but we, we lost teams. Most of this stuff happened before the game was commercialised to the point that it is now. It's only been in the last, what, five five years that every game was on live on TV, for God's mm. sake. It's only been in, what, the last 15 years that every game was on TV full stop. Mm-hmm. It's only been the last 20 years where players didn't have a second job but on the, top the of the reason why we lost Everything... teams was the commercialisation of the mm. game. Yeah, Just... no, I understand all that. And I don't want to go through it again. Yeah, and I mean, we've I don't seen, think we should go through it again. I don't seen, think we've it's, seen it's it, necessary for us well, to go like through it. Like we saw again. it this week with with Barry going broken in the football well, exactly league. Exactly right. Like, but I, but the big difference was that the team went broke. But again, I was just saying and, earlier. And why, if, if if the sharks go broke, yeah. how many ballots do you get? Yeah, and that's a good point. But I think that's something that the the line has to that has to be crossed when we get to that point. And if all the teams were to say, look. There's a there's a war chest or whatever it is that we all agree that the team X, whether it's Cronulla or Canberra or Manly or whoever it is, that they have to be we have to save them. Then that's a decision for the clubs to make and the broadcasters because they're financing mm. that would obviously have a say. But like tearing up a team just because oh okay well it, it would I th- I think that that wouldn't be conscionable. Well, what, but the point that you make about like next, the f- next broadcast the, deal, the broadcaster says to the NRL, we'll give fifty million more a year. If you move one of the teams to Brisbane, then they'll move them. That's exactly as right, as, and that's yeah. what this is talking about. Talking yeah. about the next broadcast deal. That's why it's a thing mm. because they want more more viewers and more people watching the game, and there more people advertising in different regions. Yeah, and I wonder whether uh, at the I wonder whether the reason that we're talking about this at all, and obviously you both mentioned the fact that there are people with agendas, is that there are people putting this agenda out there already. At least what three years to go in the broadcast deal? Yeah, well they've got to, mate. It's got to be. But there are people putting out there that people putting out that agenda. To lower the price of broadcast deal X, mm-hmm. who, whomever it is, they're lowering the price without the caveats. So again, call me tinfoil hat, but like they're already putting that idea out there, saying, "Oh well, maybe we need to relocate a team because it's it's gonna it's less money. We can't have that." So Channel Nine or whoever it is is saying, "Oh well, there's there's no team X here. We're not going to give you as much money." And the NRL go, "Oh shit, we've got to actually think about that. The papers have to report on it. Mm. We have to talk about it. Fans talk about it. Yada yada yada." And they're already putting those ideas out there to seed, and they're just waiting for them to germinate. And then when the TV deal rolls around, they can say, "Well, those are your options." Yeah. They've already planted the seed. They've let them grow. They've come to flourish. And now we've gone, well, we have to have the discussion. Mm. Exactly. But it's um interesting yeah. discussion. There's obviously a few years coming on it. But yeah, like, obviously you want to mention Cronulla because Cronulla will be the team. If it's anyone who gets moved, it's either Cronulla, like, it'll either be Cronulla or Manly. They've been a god. They've been a thorn in the side off the field of the NRLs anyway for the last, yep. as we all know, for the last few years anyway. They've been on f- brink of financial ruin many a time. They're in a region that's pretty sufficiently covered. I know it's not Cronulla, but there's enough teams around them. Yeah. You know, they'd, they'd be the team that'd get moved. And only only two if years ago, like during the time that we've been doing this podcast, there were people saying that they would be happy to let Canberra wither on the vine. And you look at how mm. much more they've done financially and they've started performing on the field. Now, I'm mm. not saying that they're inextricably linked to the performances on the field and whether you stay in the NRL, but like... Every now and then you get teams that people say, oh, it's X that's got to go or it's this team that's got to go, we've mm. got to move a team here. 
it's it you know it goes and fits and starts but yeah I don't think that there is any argument that it will either be Manly or the Sharks yeah and you can't make always every decision on emotional history you just can't because you won't move the progress just doesn't happen that way uh, we'd have 30 teams yeah, <laughs> we would still have Glebe. I, I already <laughs> said that I accept that things happened in no, the past and yeah. that we've made our peace with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that those things don't need to happen again. We're not in a position with this get, with this sport that that needs to happen. Well, yeah. we don't know that. Yeah. We do right now. No, we do right now. We aren't the ones doing the numbers. We yeah. aren't the ones. Like I said, if they get told you difference fifty million a year in a broadcast deal for the next broadcast deal, it'd happen. I understand and that's a lot of money, but do we like? There's a difference between wanting more money and needing more money, and we don't need more money. Yeah, we right do now. always, yeah. Uh, the gra- and that's that's a. Have point. you ever you- heard of someone turning down a lot more money? <laughs> I would. Lo- I would not turn like, down it's, more it's money. A, it's a, in 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 that sense, it's a business, and I'm not saying that's a re- that's going to happen. But that's part of the squeeze. Is it like, will be part of the story. It's like if if you move a team or get more teams in certain regions, this you're worth this much more to us. Yeah. Which is just the truth. Like that's why the Warriors are the Warriors are never going anywhere. That's dumb because they're worth like a third of the broadcast deal or quarter of the broadcast deal because Sky Sports over there is the interest. But, but also look at the AFL, right? Mm. And I know they have more breaks and they have like they mm. have teams, two teams in Adelaide, two teams in Perth, mm-hmm. two teams in Southeast Queensland, and two teams in Sydney. They yeah. are a national. Hey, and uh, you know what they did? They moved some of them. Yes, they did. They did. Yeah. Anyway. And I'm Any sure I'm sure Swans fans are spewing that their team got Yeah, Lance there. Franklin, South Melbourne's uh, greatest ever player. Yeah. Any other news? Yeah, uh, the Bulldogs are not having Mad Monday. Oh, well, that do we have any good news? They have it like in what someone's backyard or something instead. They probably will. Um, the uh, <laughs> drone sales in Sydney going through the roof. That's hitting. That's going to hurt their recruitment drive, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the uh, the NRL uh, have not been contacted by the Dragons to discuss the possibility of Shane Flanagan coaching the club next year. Have not year. been. Look, no, he, they, the NRL have ruled out an early return for his well, deregistration. Oh, that was an obvious one. Yep. <laughs> uh, and the Knights are interested in Tim Sheens uh, coming what? to help. Um, Who said that? Uh, uh, the, the the good paper, the good paper. Uh, that's, have, that's bullshit. Have officially sounded out Tim Sheens about the prospect of being the right hand man of incoming coach Adam O'Brien, and that is the other news of the day. Adam O'Brien, new Knights coach. Yeah, and uh, they've also been chasing David Ferner, and Ferner's a, a highly sought after assistant in the NRL currently. You know, known yep. for his great, the great attacks he can he can put together. Mm-hmm. Not a, not the world's best head coach, but one of the best assistants going around. So that'd be a good get for them. Um, gonna be weird. I might be behind the Knights next year mm. because like. Brownie's gone. Are we pivoting? I might be pivoting. Well, like you know, O'Brien is an interesting pick because he's never been a head coach. Like I know, mean, on the higher purely because he's just not an ex Newcastle player, well, which it, is what I assumed they would do. Yeah, and it's been eleven. He's been doing apprenticeship for eleven years down at the Storm and one year at the Roosters, and he started off as uh, Brad Arthur's under twenties <laughs> assistant coach. So he's been the assistant the, the whole way through, you know, and he's worked around. And it's you know, I'm not about that default. Oh, he was at the Storm, so he's going to be good. But he served a long apprenticeship, and it's, it's generally to get that far without having an as having a name, you're doing something right. You know, he's not. Oh, I'm Trent Barrett, so I'm getting a job. Oh, I'm Craig Fitzgibbon or similar. So this is a guy nobody'd heard of, and he's got to where he is on his coaching credentials. So interested to see what he does with them next year. But you know, might be getting on board. Who knows? Mm. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, injury news: Tom Tavoich, obviously. Um, they're, they're, the the Trebovich thing was was quite interesting because uh, I was listening to the ABC broadcast on the way home from something, and they were like, "Oh, well, we actually haven't heard anything." Uh, but I was speaking; I think it was um, Karianis was on the broadcast down there, and, he, and I was speaking to my colleague to Danny Widler, and he says that oh, he just got off the phone to the hospital, and they've already booked him in for pec surgery. Yeah, huh. yep. I'm like, well, well, somebody's got a good lead. Uh, um, Michael Jennings resigns with Para, did and Chance has resigned with Canberra. I thought, oh, I thought Jennings was about to resign. He did resign. 
That's what I am reading. No, um, let's see. Confident of uh, extension here. Hmm. Um, how, how oh, he has a one year off. Maybe he has signed off. How long's Chan's re signed for? Till 2023, which is fantastic for them. I'm just thinking the next federal election's in 2022, so <laughs> he can be prime minister and play footy. Uh, and the other weird ones is that the Cowboys re signed uh, Gavin Cooper after he kind of retired. What? And he's playing next year. He's what? been garbage this year. He sucks. He's been garbage he's this 48. year. He's 48. I thought he retired. Yeah. And then the other one is also Panthers brought back Appy Corosau, which. He's a, he's a fantastic player, but it feels like are they just going to replace you again in two years, mate? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Probably. Sad, sad don't. Yeah. So there was it was it was reported that he was going to the uh, Bulldogs. Cherry Evans esque backflip here. The, but then it came out that he'd agreed to terms with Penrith like three days earlier, and that just that was just terrible mail. It's a shame. That would have been a great signing for Canterbury. It would have been, and uh, it's a good signing for Penrith. But it's like, you know, this team are they working on Mitchell Kenny or Wade Egan or they haven't had a good, good. hookup since. Wallace was okay. Wallace, but yeah. yeah. But what's, yeah. Luke, what's Luke Prittis doing? Get him back. Yeah, good signing for them, regardless. But yeah, that's it. Are you serious? Yeah. We're gonna have a of questions. Alrighty, question time. It's everybody's favourite time of the week. Jack Cronin, what moves faster, Aaron Woods laterally, <laughs> or a sloth in quicksand? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Mm. Paul Mac underscore seventy eight. When Mick Ennis speaks, do Harry Ramage's lips move? <laughs> This is because uh, on the t- on TV last night, Mick Ennis came out with the Penrith 2010 theory for Parramatta, and uh, not going to say he's stolen it, but in the same building, <laughs> they do work only a few yeah. desks away from yeah. each other. <laughs> Messer Scott Ozil, if you happened to, if you happened across the Raiders score next week and saw they won 46 to four, how do you assume they scored all their points? Seven tries, six conversions, and three penalty goals, or 46 agencies of field goals? Um, 46 agencies of field goals. That is a correct answer. Uh, K-Dog, or K-Dog Roars. Who do you think would have a better strike rate on Tinder and Bumbler? Mark Levy or one of his burner accounts? <laughs> burners, definitely. Well, his burners are far more attractive than Mark Levy. The and, and also easy to capture. Oh, settle down, Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pythago NRL. If the Broncos had to lose this weekend and the Sharks and Tigers agree to fix a draw, <laughs> we discussed this before. Where would this sit on the scale of NRL cheating scandals? Well, it's like the least the Sharks have cheated in like seven years. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> this is this is this is not even a felony. This yeah, is a misdemeanor. Uh, and it's and his next question said, "Would Robbie Farah's ego allow him to make such a deal?" No, <laughs> no. Well, that's him and Gallon, no. right? Also, in the extremely likely event that Paul Gallon stabs the Tigers in the back and scores last minute game winning try. Would we ever hear the end of it from the Tigers fans or would they complain for the next, next 110 years? <laughs> you could you imagine 4-0, Gallon, fourth hit up, tro- fourth tackle try. I'm, I'm <laughs> runs through a one-legged Robbie Farah <laughs> as well. Leg explodes. Yeah. Landmine. Oh, that's the other thing. If you have a very like public injury that can be easily manipulated by the opposition team, the last team you want to play <laughs> in the world is the Sharks. I mean, yeah. maybe it's the team that you want to play the most because you could just go into the wrong change rooms and you're all sorted. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what, though... Um, it's pretty hard to fix a nil or, 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 or draw in a rugby league game because, like, it's pretty obvious when you're not trying. <laughs> like, you know, football, you can get away with a nil all. We've had football scandals as regards, but, like, pass around a bit, take some shit shots. You can have a nil all in football. Rugby league would be very obvious. It would be rugby. so hard to fix, as you say. Like, I mean, what was, wasn't there, a, wasn't there a, an origin in, like, 2004 that was 4 2? There has been a low scoring one, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to do a thing where you have to like let people score points or something, but under the posts, or I don't know. Yeah, whatever. definitely. Uh, okay, next question. 
Jack Cronin, who is more likely to selfishly cost her team the game looking to be the hero on Sunday? Gal or Robbie? Gal. Well, usually I'd say no, Gal, but Robbie's Gal? playing with like a broken leg. Gal's what? fit and can still play rugby league. Uh, yeah. He nearly cost his team this week with the Hodgson field. Yeah, field but yeah. I mean, it was that wasn't really selfish. He was, he he was, was trying, trying to offload on the last play of the game. I didn't, I didn't mind that. Mm. In mm-hmm. fact, that would be the least selfish thing you could do. Yeah, no, I mean, this one's clear to me, but mm. oh well, Fair. see what happens. Okay, next question comes from Harvey G. What would you say is a pass mark for Aaron O'Brien's first season at the Knights? I mean, honestly, comps, you've got to make the final. Fine. Well, well uh, Nathan Brown got a pass taking a team no, but from eight not, wins not, to one win. We're not using that so as a pass mark is two wins. <laughs> yep, true. Um, we're not using that as a yardstick anymore. Um, I, I think if you're a Knights fan, you have to expect to make the finals next year. 100%. I mean, every team should do. We're not going through this again, but every team should expect to make the finals. Half it. of the comp makes the finals. It's not that hard to make the finals. I know, and it's weird how Knights fans have treated like a huge aspiration and the leap to make the finals. Like, oh, so good. We got, we're so close. Like, I mean, no. to be fair, my team made the finals once before 2012 in my lifetime. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, oh, Butsy's. We don't usually read responses, but his response was good. Six wins. Four, it'll take times, and two Wayne Bennett penis jokes. <laughs> you pass mark. I mean, Adam O'Brien should make a Wayne Bennett penis joke in his like entry press conference, he right? It's the, it's the quickest way to extend your welcome with the locals. Uh, Simona score three nine three. Have you ever won a bet with someone from Newcastle and had trouble collecting your carton? <laughs> uh, I did have trouble with one of them. Uh, my good friend Jake Willis from high school. Uh, he paid up instantly last year, and I believe he's going to pay up instantly again this year. Probably should have paid me already. I should follow that up. But yeah, he said, "What advice would you have to give in that situation?" <laughs> oh dear, we're not we're not airing other people's dirty laundry. <laughs> no, we're not. No, no. Let that one go through the caper. Yeah. Uh, Meet P twenty five. Has there ever been a more meaningless game of football played than Dragons Titans this week? Should Fox boycott that game? Slash both teams forfeit, and we put on a uh, Canterbury Cup or Queensland Cup finals game in that time slot instead. Surely. Well, I think all of the reserve grade finals are broadcast this week. Even Fox is showing the Tweed Head game, Tweed Head Seagulls game on Sunday at eleven forty, I believe, and then Gem, uh, probably only in Queensland, is showing the next final. Fun, so, but yeah, you should probably watch. Is one there of those a, is there a is there a team in south southeast Queensland playing in in either of these games? I don't think so. Surely they could just play that at Rabina instead. <laughs> yeah, why not? Can the NRL be a curtain raiser to a Q Cup game, please? It can be. Why not? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, the Bears, it's not played there though. The Bears did make the finals, but it's not played down there. Yeah. Okay, that's Burley Bears, sorry. Yeah. But you should be late. How would you define an advantage after a knock-on? Example, over the weekend, Zach Lomax ran five metres, but got over the line and lost the ball. No advantage taken. I agree that's advantage, but also I don't care enough to get upset about it. Mm. I think it we was just have the free play rule. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you should be late. If there was anyone other than Robbie Farrow trying to make a comeback, would it be received differently? No, because I don't. I just. Yes, no, I think it would be really different. Oh, it but might, Rob, Robbie but is disliked, and Robbie has proven to be a bit of a spiteful man through his career. He always has been, and a bit selfish. And fans can argue that with him, but that obviously be received different if it was someone else. You're right. It pro- I take mm. it back. I'm sorry. But right. also, again, not many other players. It's. But my point was, I, don't, I, can't, I can't see many players trying to rush back for this game. For a, yeah, with a broken leg kind of thing. I'm sure lots of players. And for the record, if, this, early, if they'd lost last week and this game didn't mean anything, I wouldn't care. Play on, play on one leg. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. But this is, as as we said before, the most important game this team's had since 2011. Yeah. And as so, we know, players are dead to me after they retire, so I couldn't care less if he's dead for the rest of his life. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but that's he's risking it, you know. 
Uh, Butsy, again, who was a leading passing passer, rusher, and receiver this year? This NFL question, obviously. Well, uh, Mahomes will have the most passing yards. Uh, I'm going to say Big Ben again. Uh, Lamar Jackson will have the most rushing yards. <laughs> and... Um, Receiving yards will be... I don't know. I'm going Devonta Adams for receiving yards. Rushing yards, Zeke Elliott. He's going to sign a contract really late and play week one. And if not, well, I don't oh, know. I'm going to say Michael Thomas for passing yards. And then uh, passing yards. Uh, receiving yards, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, Frankie Johnson on seven. Would you rather? Who would you rather win slash lose out of Farah and Gallon? Oh. I'd, well, ra- we I'd rather s- Robbie win. Well, we already see we would prefer, we'll yeah. want the Tigers to win. Mm. Just Davies. Will the Dragons actually sack McGregor or will, c- will he be continue to be Teflon? I don't know. I think he's in real danger. He, sh- he should be in danger. I think he is. He really should. Like, you know, they should have been a better team than they were last year. They know they had that finals win in Brisbane and, and that game, decent-ish game against South, but they were riding high for some time early in the year and really fell away. Mm. They haven't looked like a good team for 18 or so months. He's had a long time there, a long tenure. If they're considering sacking half the players and the assistant... He should also be considered in, yeah, the, in that. Agreed with that. Uh, Benny DTD, is it possible that the Broncos have invested too heavily in young forwards? No one is dying the talent, denying the talent. Sorry, but we have hamstrung ourselves. Have we hamstrung ourselves in the playmaking department? It's a fair point. Mm. Hoping it's because they know they can get rid of Boyd's contract. Um, that, well, that would help. Well, I mean, they haven't re-signed for feeder on big cash yet. Haas is on five hundred k. But Fafita might be the best of the lot, Haas aside, so yeah. they need to resign. Well, I'm saying, but yeah, we're not overly, to me, we're not overly invested in them yet. We have invested poorly in other areas, with being Dari Sports, 800k, Jack Bird's apparent salary of a similar amount, Matt Gillett's salary that's up there in that in that regard. I forgot Jack Bird existed. Where yeah. is he now? He's injured. Good on him. He's been out for all year. So those are the problems with it. And I did, did speak to someone on Twitter about the other day, though. It's like, usually when a young forward or young player comes in playing the level of Haas from Fafita... You know, those are the kind of things that actually can win decent teams' competitions. Like, an unexpected young player on a cheap contract comes in and just tears comp- the competition apart. And it happened like Penrith 03, a whole bunch of young players playing out of their skin. Dogs 04 had a couple. Pen- uh, Tigers 05 had them. But in the situation with, with the Broncos, they could have two of the best young players of all time. And instead of taking a good team to near premiers, they're taking a bad team to the finals. So this is not as exciting. Because <laughs> like, Fafita's about to get paid too. So they're not going to get much much value out of him in that regard. But as you say, salary. like, Bird being on 800 grand is, like, that's that's offensive. It is. I'm hurt. And I wouldn't say we over-invested in those two. Probably maybe some others, but because just how good they are. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, that's it. Uh, biggest Tiger. If the Tigers make the finals, will they automatically become everyone's second team? I mean, no. they will be... Well, no. the Raiders already the are. No, uh, well, look, in, in the finals, um, the two the, they will be the second biggest bandwagon team after Canberra, for sure. Mm, yeah. I agree on that. If not, which other team will easily bandwagon? Obviously, Canberra. Canberra. And I'm trying to think, it, that's pretty much it. Cowboys are always not a common one. Parramatta, maybe? No, no, I don't think Parramatta. Of the rest, it probably is Parramatta. Storm, no. Roosters, no. Yeah, South, no. no. Manly, no. Cronulla, no. It has to be Parramatta. Yeah. Similar to three. How many years does Adam O'Brien get to blame previous coaches? Does he just get three for Wayne or three for Wayne as well as three for Brownie? <laughs> and Rick Stone. Don't Rick Stone. Rick Stone. Mm. One for Rick Stone. gets old Rick Stone. Yes, who, had, who signed like 17 terrible contracts in the one year he was there. No, no, it was Wayne's fault. Um, <laughs> so he gets seven years. Yep. Shunter 86. Who called for more people, for more blokes to drop off? 
Josh Hodgson going for one on strips this season, mm. or Mark Levy and his burning need to, we need to, ex- we need to explain this joke. People should know. If you listen to this podcast, you know this joke. <laughs> I don't know. Our audience ex- expands beyond like the 10 people you talk to on Twitter no, every it day. <laughs> it do- well, no, it does. The, the no, numbers, it, it, does. it does. No, it um, doesn't. People just- this was like the top trend on Twitter for like two days. It was, that's true. If you don't know what we're talking about, if you don't have Twitter, just go on Twitter and search Mark Levy. Um, it'll all be explained to you. It is very, very funny. It's up there with Mark Latham's polo shirt. It is. Uh, Nathan Thor- Nathan Thorson says, "Will Dallas take out the NFC East again this season?" No, I think the uh, Eagles will take the East. Tyhr Blue says, "Benjamin Quinton Marshall discuss." He's uh, he's tearing some balls at the moment. He was fantastic. He's here. been good. I'm 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 loving the old uh, face passes at MB zero four one two three four five six. Matt burner. Just want to say how great the pod is, guys. There's some quality jibber, especially from that Bungar bloke. <laughs> Not only is he the most talented on the panel, he definitely has the best hair and is great at sideline conversions. <laughs> and then follow up from MB04123456. Spot on, mate. He's always looking sensational. <laughs> I genuinely Thanks for wanted to, to do sh- this earlier today. Thanks but for listening to the Shout out to Pat Lawrence for doing it for me. No, that was, that was you. You <laughs> And I love that the picture is just my picture byline from the Herald website. <laughs> Dane Notice got anger. Did the trial of Shibasaki score Did the trial of Shibisaki score with Harvard Tony's wife to be sent back to Reggie's? That's a terrible question, a way of asking it. But David Vita have sex with Harvard Tony as nephew to Tony for playing him for twenty minutes a game earlier this year. There's a lot of there's a lot of sex with Seabold's wife going on in that tweet. <laughs> I don't know what's going Not on. sure you should have read that one out. I probably shouldn't have. I didn't realise it was going that way when it said did the trial of Shibasaki when it started. You just saw Shibasaki and went into a blind rage. I did. Yep. I yes. can't blame you. <laughs> just yes? Yes. Okay. I fine. did. <laughs> never unders- no, never underscore trendy underscore who should be starting halfback. Terps or Sean O'Sullivan. Sean O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan. Are these people lost? Do they think this is Broncos Weekly? Is it not? You're telling me the people I talk to on Twitter listen to the podcast right now? Maybe. I don't know. Who's to say? Corey Goats, another Broncos fan. This as is a, a, as a loyal Broncos Weekly subscriber yeah. who has never listened to the show, I feel like I have some insight on this. Yeah. What's more likely to happen? Newcastle people paying their bets or Mike Levy admitting to having several burner accounts? I think I think Mike Levy is leaning into it at this point, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, he's gained I mean, three literally listeners. no one had heard of him or his radio show two weeks ago. And now, as you said, it was the number one trend. And on he went Twitter. from like a legitimate burner to like garnering attention off it and is now like making obviously bad burners. I feel like he's leaning into it. And now we're point. talking about it. Yeah, we are. So I didn't want to talk about it at the start of the podcast. Maybe the question was coming. Why didn't you... Well, I mean... It's, it's enough air time for this guy. Yeah. Warwick Ahern, with Kronk having an injury from a children's book, what <laughs> is the most innocuous injury you've ever had? Um, I've strained my bursa opening a doorknob before. It's not your good. So we have um, uh, sacks of fluid in our shoulders called bursas. Mm-hmm. And um, one of mine, it, it does, it's not like a debilitating injury, but it is very easily inflamed. Like I do it once every like six months or so, just doing like innocuous things like reaching for the remote or opening a door. So yeah, it's not a big deal. No. No, Dale? No, no, none innocuous, no innocuous ones. I think my, all, Lots almost, of injuries. all mine, yeah, sports-related. You guys only get actual injuries. Mm. Yeah. Uh, maybe a shoulder throwing the ball to the dog. Yeah, it's a good one. Actually, no, I did my back by doing nothing somewhat, like, a, like a few months ago. This is like it's a, just getting older. Rio Ferdinand uh, straining his P- PCL by, by having his feet up on the table playing PlayStation yeah. for too long. Warwick Ahern, with all the halfback ideas coming thick and fast from all hot talk makers to fix the game, which one happens first? Oh, there's so many terrible ideas out there. Mm-hmm. 
What happens first? The wild card game. There's a terrible idea that's going to happen first. I don't yep. like it. I don't like all. it either. Uh, Swarzy says, ahead of the 100th NFL season, favourite game or moment? So For NFL. Oh, uh, favourite moment? The Mile High Miracle. Uh, when um, Baltimore scored a 70-yard touchdown on the, um, to force overtime in the playoffs against Denver. They later went on mm. to win the Super Bowl. The um the Packers have had many special moments through my lifetime because we have, happen to have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back. So you get a lot of good fluky wins in there and whatever. And you know there's been a, there's been a few Hail Mary miracles from Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years. Everyone's aware of. There's been Super Bowl wins, but my favorite is still the um Rodgers to Cobb fourth and eight touchdown against the Bears. That was pretty good. And also the call of it's great, and it's against the Bears. So that's it. Excellent. Uh, Skill underscore hello. It's, just, it's the Skull Raiders fan off Twitter. Is Jared Croker actually very fast, but deliberately allowed himself to be caught by whichever Morris it was? The Sharks won. <laughs> so as to avoid any possibility of the VRF ruling, no try oh, for an obstruction. Oh, I did see did this, that, but you can't, did that you can't obstruct in your own in goal. He also hit the wall so hard off like 30 metres, and yeah. that just wasn't fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had his head back and he was pumping his arms. <laughs> it wasn't going. Poor Jared. He used to have some toe. Mm. Maybe Josh Morris is really fast. He is. Uh, uh, put your Budu out for the great man to miss on the triple eight. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sad to say. It's very sad. And I, I'll probably keep that in for now. My Budu. Yeah, moment. please do. James K underscore one three one two. Can we start a petition to have a flex schedule like the NFL for the last few rounds? No, we had this. We we literally had this, and no one liked it. And everyone. <laughs> Hated it. This is the most rugby league question it of all is. time. Look, it is. James, you've been a great loyal listener. And uh, no. He's quite young though, I think. He, is. he said there's been some disgraceful free to games to end the season. Some he might genuinely like, not remember this. because it was like, like two years ago. It was, I thought it was like five years ago. No, it stopped the last TV deal. It was like, oh, okay. So last year was the but first like, year back For people this. who are relatively new to rugby league, we had this a few years ago for like as long as I can remember. And everyone hated yeah. it. And the funny reasons I got attacked have not changed. Why, why people take... Oh, fans can't... Planned games. How many fans go into states for games? Oh, that's the thing. It's counting for there's like six fans that plan it, not all of them. But I like the fixed schedule, even though this is annoying. I still think they have shed the ability to flex, like last weekend, if they have forced it like this. They probably yeah. should have been. I do think it's one. very funny that nine doesn't get Tiger Shark, but it really should be on nine. Let's be honest. For yeah, the be- for the best of the game, it should be. It should be, but it's funny. It is funny. Not. I mean, for, as a Foxtel subscriber and a Ko subscriber, I watch and a. Telstra Pass subscriber. I'm, I'm, <laughs> very, I'm, very, happy, I'm very happy that the Tiger Sharks game is on Fox. Yeah. Uh, 5.8's and an S account. That's his, that's his handle. 5.8's there. Will Sankey's form survive a haircut? It's concerning. He, he was good on the weekend, though. Yeah, I, I'm not about the haircut. It's a shame. Yeah, no one is. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> David Hunter, should Phil Gould be banned from fixing the game? Yes. It's just weird. Like, every couple of years, he just decides the game's, the game's dead. Every year, mate. And then, like... Heaps of morons just get on board with Mate, it. he literally said this week, I think that I've been abducted and let down on a foreign, like, set down on a foreign planet. This is not the game I grew up with. No, what it's are you not. talking no, about? No, it, it's much better. It's not. Uh, we've, we, we, we don't need to go through this again, but, like, the next time there's a classic game from the 80s on Fox, just watch it for five but, minutes and you realise how much worse rugby league used to be. And, yeah, he's also been staunch in New South rugby league his entire life and hates the Broncos and other things, but he's, even his rant people are loving it. It's like, he changes his mind, like, three times in it. It's weird. Shocking. <laughs> 
He got mad at the NRL for the owners they pick for the Titans. Do they pick the millionaires who want to spend money on the NRL teams? Do they get to I go hate, to, I they go to millionaires and go, hey, you, you have to own the Titans now. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, David Hunter, again, not a question. Oh. Can't read it out then. But I really, but I just want to say, we, no, we're not reading the rest of this. Oh, I really enjoy the play-up music. He said, "Oh, thank you." And want to suggest you play a band called Like Torches. Okay. Uh, should okay, Mister Thomas Eight. Should penalty goals be worth one point and field goals worth two points? No, come on. Can can I, I want to address something though? People are saying we should remove conversions. My lord, there's a there's a moron take of all Shark, time. Sharks fans. Just people now, oh, we don't need them. It's like, do you not understand what the word try means? Mm. Do you not understand that game was invented to kick conversions? Like, mm. legitimately, a try is that you earn a try kicking conversions. The, if you want to talk history and origin of the game, the, a game started that tries worth zero points. You Scoring a try was you earned an attempt at goal. Yeah. Tries only became worth more than goals like like 70 years ago. Yeah. Like the origin, like that's it. That's that's what's called a try. Where do you think the bloody ta- the name of the thing came from? And and you have to also remember that like they were worth three points and conversions and field goals were worth two, and they only changed the rule for the field goal to be worth one, like in the eighties. The eighties and the try, yeah, tries only changed. Eric too. Sims? No, it was earlier in the eighties. It was yeah. when Eric Sims was playing, and yeah. they he just kept kicking field goals from halfway. So well, like, yeah. I mean, that no, should no be encouraged. They should be worth six points. I agree with that. I believe um, we should make tries worth less, so the Storm stop winning games. Then I believe <laughs> Is that how this works. <laughs> yeah, like know. if people think that there's too many cynical penalties now, yeah. how many cynical penalties do you think we're going to get in games in penalty if goals penalty goals one. are worth one? Yeah, I mean, rugby union has a lot of flaws, but there's a reason why penalty goals are worth three points because yeah. the amount of rampant cheating of which there is already a loss in rugby union would yeah. get even more rampant yeah. if they were le- worth less than half a try. Exactly, and that's um. Yeah, could you imagine if they're worth one? Oh my god, twenty-seven goal line penalties each at each game. You, you just keep you just keep cheating because you wouldn't kick one because you have to be down six times to make it worth it. <laughs> be down the other end. That's ridiculous. No, Kernpath. What will we do with that Budu? It is sad. It's 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 not right. He's only been it suspended is. though, hasn't he? he? Hasn't been deleted. No, he, he's been banned. Uh, for well, impersonating that, apparently that is a shame. But uh, for running a parody account, but it is a big loss to to, to Twitter because he had the greatest tweets, <laughs> and he has got his new account. I think it's PJ Bly. If you want to follow that, but it's not the same. Mm. The whole library's gone. You know, you just can't get it back. As I, <sighs> I, I did say, like if um, what's that guy's name? Martin Shkreli or whatever. Martin Shkreli. He spent two million dollars on a one play on the album. album. When I'm a millionaire. I'm going to Twitter. <laughs> I'm getting those the archives back. This must be what the Egyptians felt like when the, the library at Alexandria yeah, burnt it's down. It's the Millennials' Ark of the Covenant, mate. Me and, <laughs> me and in, into yeah. Ark of the Covenant. In, me and Internetia Jones or something are going many, back. <laughs> how many characters were on the old uh, the old tablets? That's the real question. Yeah, one eighty no. or two to one forty. We'll never know it was in those draft tweets. He spent yeah. all year gronky off at the Tigers, jinxing it, missing the eight, and he's lost it. A terrible loss. Float above a shop. Pull one out. If it was allowed, would the Sharks be better off taking nines-style field goals instead of normal conversions? Chad Townsend popping field goals instead of conversions, potentially. Hmm. Why isn't it allowed? Is it not allowed? I actually don't know. I was afraid to ask because I thought it was a dumb I question. actually even thought about that. I thought it was allowed. It might be allowed. And teams just didn't do it. Well, I mean, it is objectively harder. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I find it way harder to kick a field goal than to kick a ball off a team. Yeah, it, mu- it mustn't yeah. be allowed because by now, surely one of the retiring Gronks would have done it. If it was allowed. We would have seen someone do it at some yeah. point if it yeah. was allowed. We could surely. have had James Graham kicking a, a drop goal from the sideline. 
Mm. But maybe not. Timeline. Instead, he put his hand on the ball like an idiot. Yeah, what a oh. dickhead. You yeah. can't kick with your fist. Paul Elton. Just wondering, probably Farrah plays this week on a broken leg and stuff's so looking damage. Would he be able to sue the Tigers NRL for lack of duty of care? I'm no. assuming that they'll get him to sign some sort of waiver this week if he plays. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure with how this whole thing's played out, it's pretty obvious that if he plays, it's his own risk. Yes. Right. He's trying to force it, so yeah. Bren Mallard. On the back of Tommy T's season-ending injury, which top eight teams can lose their number one fullback but still go on and win the grand final? Souths, because they don't really have one. The yeah, Storm. Storm could lose about seven fullbacks, I believe. The Storm could play with eight. <laughs> yeah, they could, they could lose so many fullbacks to still win it. Yeah. Um, the Roosters are in big trouble with that. I was going to say, Roosters are really the only team that can win the finals right now that are, would be cooked if they lost their fullback. Like, uh, even Canberra would work it out. They'd, yeah. I mean, they'd, got, well, they'd, they'd chuck White back there. Yeah, they'd put Simmonson, Simmonson back in the team. Like, yeah. That, yeah. They'd be fine. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Next question, it's Brody says, how out of the question is it for Wes and Cronulla just to kick it back and for, for 90 minutes if Brisbane lose? I really want it to happen. God, wouldn't that be something? Let's play four things back. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, oh my God. I just mean, continue a 40-20 attempt. The NRL would genuinely kick them both out, but it would be so funny. Again. Mm. Uh, Scotty HAU. What exactly does Slater Thurston or any playmaker for that matter mean when they refer to shape? Is there anything more to it than different tacking lines? If so, what? Yeah, shape means structure, essentially. Mm. Shape is like if you're on the... So when I said earlier, one block, two block, whatever I said, like... Block plays is, you know, the decoy runners. That's generally what rugby league attacking plays is born out of now because it's the easiest way to, to to create overlaps and also to distract the defense. But shape refers to, like, running a play. That's all it refers to, and it's just the rugby league term for it. And it's just because a lot more former players now are starting to commentate, the word shape is infiltrating the public vernacular, but that's all it yeah. is. It's like... You know, when you're on the goal line, you'd have multiple shapes. So what they're saying is, oh, they're not playing any shape. They're not running any set plays. Yeah. You know, that's Struct- all Structure is the, as you say, structure yeah. would be the correct term. Yeah, like for example, a team like Cronulla, sorry, Canberra, have like no shapes. No, they don't. They just, no. That's it. Same like with me Brisbane, on the dance floor. Like, no shapes. No shapes. But if you go watch the Roosters, they apply, they're in shape almost every single tackle and yeah. they're, they're so quick to set it up. And they're actually, if you watch them compared to other teams, they're a miracle. They're so well drilled in terms of like almost every single tackle, they have shapes set on either side. Even if it's a hit up, they still have a decoy set on either side for a block play. That's it, what they mean. Them them and the Storm, the Storm less so, but like mm. they are, and I know that you, this might be a weird comparison, but they're the closest thing to an NFL team in my opinion because like they're not necessarily like called set plays, but everybody knows what's going on. And the quarterback or Kronk or Kiri, for example, We'll be running through these, mm. doing video sessions, running through yep. them, and be able to like name them off the top of the head. I thought the Storm were the closest to the NFL team because of all the forward passes yeah, Cam it. Smith gets away with. Yeah. Am I right? Give me yeah. a spell. And it's also like the word structure is a dirty word for fans now because people got bad, sick of overly structured footy, they'd say. But like you wouldn't watch the Roosters and say they're overly structured, even though they are, because everything is so fast and it moves so and it throws so fleetly. But they're in shape the entire game, pretty mm. much. Like I was studying their vision this week in terms of shape and. I was like amazed, honestly. Like, there's so many attacking sets that both sides of the ruck they're set with the full attacking back lines, and even if they take a hit up, they'll still have the whole set. So they have options every time they play the ball. And it's no wonder that defense, like, their defense is worrying yeah. like the entire game. And, and as you say, like, you've got a player like feeding back into the question about fullbacks. The point with their shape is if they if if the shape goes wrong, for example, and they do just take a hit up, then you've mm. got players on the opposition team lined up all the way out to the yeah. The other, you have like, to pay attention when you're playing. The you, they're lined up all the way out to the sideline, and then you can just have somebody run through the guards. Yeah, and the other like negatives of shape is like you watch the Cowboys when they run the same set play a hundred times. I would the rather not. Of it. 
Uh, Goddamn Gutton said, tinfoil hat time. If Broncos lose, we'll tig peas and sharks just do an 80-minute handshake. No way. No. Rugby league people are way too like competitive and angry, honestly, for that to happen. I, I am enjoying the cynicism of the, the rugby league community thinking that it could happen, though. Yeah. Are we, are we, are we he's saying we're woke now, Dale, what are you saying? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. That's it. Uh, we got one more question. I'm trying to scroll down to it. was before question time came in, and so you know how much I enjoy those questions. And I'm, you know, maybe I'll miss it, but I'm scrolling. Okay. David Hunter. I'd like to float the idea again that the best way to expand would be to reduce Sydney teams with the promotion relegation system. They, they play each other once whilst the other teams play each other and the bottom two of the four drop out and play this whilst cup for that year. So you're saying just Sydney gets promotion and relegation and no one else does. Well, hmm. I mean, you're, you're saying that with an air of cynicism in your voice, but I actually think there might be a little bit of merit to that. That solves your problem of there being too many teams in Sydney and it preserves the nationalistic nature of the comp that the TV audiences want. So uh, the TV broadcasters want. It's... It doesn't work with how... The only, issue is the, the only issue is the money, yeah. but unless you had some sort of fail-safe in place to um, alleviate, uh, I guess... I don't like only issues. two, like only one region where we promote and relegate it every year. Like, what if they... What if, so, what if there was a year that Sydney had the best eight teams in the competition, which has happened, and then you finish like seventh or eighth, you're in the finals, and you have to play like relegation? I didn't think of that. That's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> So look, valid boys. We made the prelims, but we also got relegated. <laughs> Fuck, it's a tough yeah. year. All right, that would be a very Scottish football thing to happen. <laughs> it's a tough time for the boys, <laughs> but it's just one of those things. Just the way our sport is. Yeah, just nah. Uh, who? Hang on, was it Wigan that got relegated, but also played in Europe? Uh, yes. Yeah, they, won the, they won the FA Cup. Yeah. and then I they think got relegated. City the did year. that as well, actually. Yeah. yeah. But it's like one of those things, like, obviously, he's only talking in fantasy world anyway, but, like, in reality, the Rugby League's players association will never agree to that either, and they have a lot of power at this point, point. they wouldn't agree. But it's like, as you said, if the team's got, like, a $9.5 million salary cap and they got relegated, what happens from then? You just, you'd need to be compensated by the, by the, by the, the government NRL. body, I think. So it's just, like, a money burner. Uh, I guess, but it would, I, I don't know. I think it's Why don't we do one it? year where you just relegate one of them, and that's permanent? Okay. I year, see no problem. The dragons are oh, Sorry, Dale. One year we just relegate one of them. Fair enough. We've, we've I mean, ha- to be fair, having relegation would... Um, I mean, they talk about wanting a wild card round because they don't want games to not mean anything at the end of the yeah. year. Well, that would help that more than anything else. Mm. It but just, that wild card thing was just... Oh, I hate that idea. It's, it was, like, it's the worst it's idea of all game. It's always a meaningless game to any competition at any point of the year. Always. Like, again, if you're in the EPL and you avoid relegation, it's like, you know, if you're sitting like... 13th in January. You can't like get the rest of your season's meaningless. Good like job. Whatever. Well, what if we finish 12th? Uh, what if you do? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Alrighty. Yeah, that's it. Speaking of things that don't matter, that's the end of this show. <laughs> that was yeah. your best segue yet. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been wonderful. Another great week. Goodbye. We'll see you in the next one.